Hi, Stacia here. I am so excited that you're joining us to hear the tales of the BFGs on D4. Now let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to D4, where I, Dustin. And I, Devin, co-DM a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. Yay! <laughs> Last time on Detected Deceiver and Data Detonations. After hearing about the stolen sword, the BFGs split up to investigate to find out who could have stolen it. They speak to the tower, the town leader, a man named Gideon Darneth, and learn details of where the sword was being held and the defenses put into place to keep it safe. Seisha and Vost investigate this tower the sword was being guarded in and find clues that indicate skills similar to Voss. The rest of the group notices that the full-blooded orc group known as the Warband is currently missing. While seeing people begin to cast blame on the missing orc party, Orkira notices a copper-mast-wearing jester in the rafters just before he vanishes from sight. She and V use magics to locate the orcs while overhearing a judge being told that the last item in the scavenger hunt was never signed off as being located despite the bronze scorpions claiming the win on the event. Meanwhile, Harold and Vinley stay behind to speak with the Evermethian anthropologists on what they had seen during the games, but find that no discernible or damning evidence could be found for any singular party. While uh, when the group finds the warband, they are being arrested for interrogation as the town surrounds them, keeping them from leaving. They, uh, they, they peacefully and are brought to the center of the town as the BFGs all meet up and begin sharing the info they have found in their investigation. As Harold stays behind to calm the crowd and keep it from turning into a ravenous mob, Seisha cleverly uses Locate Object and is immediately pulled in the direction of the mill. After speaking with Apolline Fortree, the miller, they find a massive, large bag of flour with this shatter spike sword hidden inside, bought to be picked up later by the Broad Scorpions. With the new information, the BFGs head back to the town and confront the Bronze Scorpions and clear the orcs' names, which Art denies at first and claims they are being set up. Simultaneously, Orkira spots Kaysen trying to sneak off, causing the BFGs and the Bronze Scorpions to cause chase after where they found Kaysen, then held upside down by his ankles as Gorin, the Goliath, threatens him for cheating. Seemingly unfazed and annoyed, Kaysen tells him that sometimes the easiest solution to a problem is a straight line, and he just took that straight line with the benefit of the party in mind. To smooth things over and avoid unnecessary jail time, Art apologizes to the town and donates a large sum of gold for their troubles as they retire to the Gilded Wheel Inn. The BFG split again as Vinley heads off with Seisha to speak with the elves as V goes to the Jester's Pride to speak about Goliath culture and learn about the Gathalas. Meanwhile, Orkira and Harold plan to pull off a bit of a con to lure out the Jester of Jolkun, while Voss stays behind to speak to the Warband. In a huge turn of events, V learns that the Gathala clan is one of three in the Spine of the World Mountains, and that Ellerthak was exiled from his clan when he challenged his father, the Khan, and lost. He was stripped of his epithet and clan name, meaning V is not a Gathala, 
only a Vetorok, and she must now find the location where the Vetoroks held the right of Varix and earn her epithet. Vinley, being separated from her homeland for so long, learned the heartbreaking history that Zor, the king of Evermeet, is dead, and Al Maruel, the sad queen, has been missing for over ten years. She learns the elves are looking for the only living heir to the throne who has also left Evermeet a long time ago. And he is also missing. And if he is not found, then a new monarch and family will be chosen to rule the throne. And one of the names listed from the royal council is her very own hateful sister. Boss spends his time trying to convince the orc warband as well as the tenacious rogue Kaysen to join his cause in Waterdeep by seeking out a half-orcish woman named Yagra at the Yawning Portal. Orkira and Harold attempt to draw the eye of the Jester by getting everyone seemingly drunk to make easy targets for pranks and succeed as both fall prone to the grease spell cast on the tabled stage. As Orkira leaves the pub, she is met by the laughing copper-masked, exceedingly tall Jester, who introduces himself as the fabled Jester of Jolkun. As she asks for his audience to answer some questions, she is granted the favor if she can pull off the biggest and best prank on one, the one in purple. As the group settles down for the night, concerned of how all their pasts may cross their paths in the future, Seisha identifies the sword to truly be Shatterspike, a dwarven adamantine blade made to cleave through objects with ease. The group also learns the history of the Jathamon dagger, the same dagger that was used to fully kill Bane, that now rests in the hands of the devout of the Harbinger. After a night's rest, as the group begins their leave from the town of Jolkun, they pass by the bronze scorpions, who are teasing their roguish friend. As the elven boots uh, he has now loudly say, snake, 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 with every step he takes. A loud, boisterous laugh catches the group's attention once again as a few of them see the tall, fading figure of the Jolkun Jester. And that is where we pick up tonight's adventure. It is Elysius 25th. As the end of summer approaches, the beginnings of autumn. The sun, now a beacon of light in the eastern sky, cuts across the shimmering grass as the summer heat evaporated all the morning dew. You've begun your two-day journey further east up the Delambir River towards your next destination, a large farming town known as Secumber. However, opposed to the small foot trail connected, connecting the hamlets between Daggerford and Jolkun, here is a small dirt trodden road that runs alongside the river known as the Delambir Road. The air is crisp as a few clouds begin to take hold of the sky, giving you some reprieve from the summer sun. It's been a few hours on the small dirt road that heads to Secumber now, as a nice breeze cuts across the plains to the north, where you see the faintest blue haze outline of a small mountain range on the horizon. You know at some point you have to rest in camp for the night, but you have a whole day ahead of you. The day is yours. I think since we're definitely out in the wilderness, Orkira's back to doing the walk for a little while, fly up, take a look around, come back down thing. Um, and every time a, a cloud goes overhead, she comes back down a, a little less enthused about the lack of heat. She wakes up really groggy because she misses like actual beds and stuff. <laughs> hey, 
um, Fenley. Hmm. Would would you be interested in um writing Bernie with me and going over some notes? Sure. Um. Yes. What notes are they from? Um, they're from my mom's journal. Oh, of course. I I would love to be privy to information. Yeah. Um, and Sasha will summon Bernie. And uh, when he shows up, she she scratches his head on each side of his cheeks and kind of nuzzles her nose against his, and holds him and helps Benley get up and then climbs up. Uh, uh, you know, your horses are much taller than they appear from the ground. They are giant. I love them. What uh, has anyone ever died from falling off of a horse purely oh, yeah. based off of falling off of the horse? Oh yeah, yeah. Not getting I trampled or wrong, kicked. You can you can break your neck. Why do people like these animals? They're excruciatingly dangerous. Because it covers ground much faster than us, and they're terribly sweet. So does a broom, and that doesn't bite me. Yeah, but you could fall off a broom and break your neck. But I'd be much higher, so I'd feel it less. Sure. Okay. It's an unproven theory. Okay, so <laughs> I was I was going over notes, and um, the first entry that was in there. Let me let me see if I can find it real fast for you. Um, oh, watch the stone, Bernie. I don't like having trust completely in this creature. I can't find it at the moment. I thought I had it pulled up <laughs> and then it jumped and now I can't find it. So anyways, the first discussion in it where she she talks like she's there, right? Right. This is the chess game, correct? No, no, this wasn't the chess game. Um, This was the, oh wait, I know where it is. Um, maybe. There it is. Okay. So hmm. it was the first entry. Um, the northern star that guides my light was snuffed in darkness out of sight. I ascended heavens to set things right, but faced the hand to his right. A mother who stood against a knight fell at the power of his might. Seven bloodborne to take her plight, aligned, aligned together, illumined midnight. Do you get what that's about? That last bit actually rang very similar to Laura and Mythos of of Mistra. Mistra, when she went and faced Helm. Are you? And then the seven is the seven sisters. Right. Are you saying your mother witnessed? Several godlike events or god events because they're gods. I think so. Or she's just writing like she did. But the way she writes, she makes it makes it sound like she was there for it. Right. How how old is your mother again? Did your father ever tell you that? There's but, a lot to this situation that isn't quite adding up, and I don't know what specifically to bring up that is not adding up, but I know there is something. Yeah, right? So there was one other I wanted to ask you about, because you know more 
about this kind of stuff than I do. And, um... Occasionally. Okay. Ready? Mm. Okay. See if you can figure out what this one is. Because I have thoughts, but nothing mm. definitive. And everybody else, I mean, feel free to chime in if you guys know anything. Um, I have found a home in a city nearly succumbed to the desert, built upon a shallow bed of rock, keeping it from being swallowed by the sands. <clears throat> the sunrise was beautiful this morning and illuminated the area in a way I had seen few times before, but not in the way such as this. The midday sun gleamed off the center white tower that rose from the city in the sands, the crowning horn that united the worlds. Interesting turn of phrase right there, just saying. Right. Um, that is, until the sorceress atop the tower washed it all in death and darkness that swept throughout the city and the surrounding area around it. I saw my end coming brought on by the actions of others and chose to find refuge in the ruins of a god. Um, I don't know if I know this one. But it rings familiar, doesn't it? Right, it reminds me of several different things, yeah. but put together. Okay, I was hoping I will... maybe you'd have a better idea than I do. I potentially might at a future time, but as of right now on this horse, I can't, I can't put the pieces to the puzzle together. Does anyone remember what the Blackstaff Tower looked like in a beer? It was is short. Asking, is she asking everybody at this point? Yes. Yeah. Uh, scary. Well, because I was just thinking the crowning horn that unites the worlds. Right. Was the tower of white, like, was it made of a white stone or was it still the same gray? It was, it was black, like oh. obsidian black, but it was a, a spire that you could see across the entire city. I wildly misremembered that. I don't know. I will continue to ponder on this. Um, if you would like to hand me your notes for a little while, I can make copies of it, and then I could have a set to look at. Sure. She'll oh. hand you uh, her journal with the notes, and I will shoot those over to you on Messenger. Perfect. And I will use my time on Bernie to copy the notes with using a mage hand to support the paper levelly. <laughs> Magic does cool nerd things. <laughs> Magic does cool nerd things, and I'm here for it. Uh, I don't know if I know anything about riddles or any of that, but it always kind of concerns me when they talk about the ruins of a dead god. That's... Well, when you see one, you see them all, I think. Well, here's the thing. Lara was thought to be dead. <gasps> that puts some puzzle pieces together in my mind. Finding safety in the ruins of a god finding safety in Lara. So, metaphorical ruins, not actual dead gods. Well, I don't know. We're kind of heading to a place that's the... That supposedly the has... Ancient power. Right. Yeah. I've seen it. They're not that scary, okay? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of dead gods too, but it's 
It bothers me for yes. reasons. I'm sorry, it didn't freak you out when you saw a dead god, Fenley? Oh, it freaked me out, but okay. what really freaked me out was when it stood back up. Oh, So yeah. the corpse itself was not scary, but the implications surrounding it. You got it. freaked out by it. Isn't that what you do? Isn't that like your When I do it, I'm expecting it. Oh. But when they all just kind of stand up on their own, it's... I can see why it's startling to most people. Startling. Good word. <laughs> Speak, speaking of startling, I'm gonna go take another flight around and make sure we're not about to get startled. And I'd like to fly in up and do a round of looking about. Um, and while I'm up there, when I think I'm probably not immediately being watched by everybody, I'd actually like to cast Enhance Ability on myself. And uh, I'm going to give myself Eagle's Splendor, uh, which will give me advantage on charisma checks. So she's going to take a look around and do the, the, the actual make sure we're all safe. And then um, she'll, <laughs> she'll reach into her bag and pull, or she'll grab her book at her side and just mutter under her breath. And uh, she thinks she has to make eagle noises. So she'll be like, caca, uh, I don't know. All right. And I will have advantage on charisma checks for the next hour. Uh, amazing. And then- uh, all right. Go ahead yeah, and make me there a and... perception check. Yeah, give me a perception check while you're up there. Sure. Actually, do my job. <laughs> Dirty 30. Good lord. Dirty 30. I rolled right. really well. <laughs> so, Orkira, as you're flying over and looking around while traveling down the road, now maybe like this eagle's splendor enhanced your eyesight even just a little bit more for that slight moment giving you an eagle eye vision. Do you see something you nearly missed? It looks round and uneven, like a rock buried in the earth up ahead on the trail. However, as you go down just a little bit lower, it doesn't seem to have the right color or texture to be a rock. It seems unnaturally dug into the hard-packed earth of the road, like something forgotten or hidden instead of being part of the earth itself. And it's in front of where we're all headed it's like yeah we're gonna end okay um how much further up the road is it from where the rest of my friends are uh, about 100 feet okay i, I want to fly down lower and yeah i guess I'll, I'll land not next to it but like off the road nearby can i see how long ago it looks like whatever this was was buried uh you would have to investigate Further. Would that it? Would that involve touching it? Um, you don't have to touch it. Okay, because I I don't mind failing at this investigation check. I just don't want to be near it or be touching it when I do it. So okay, I'll I'll do an investigation real quick. Somebody's gonna touch it. Just accept that and let's move on. Uh, I got an eleven. Eleven. Yep. Somebody's touching it. It's hard to tell. Okay. 
and about how maybe if you touched it <laughs> but but what if i touched it <laughs> but what if i stood right on it how big I'll give is you this? an electrum to lick it <laughs> uh it looks hand holdable size oh okay so all right and what color is it versus the rest of the the rocks a ground color it's oh, kind of okay. it looks impacted and it's just it looks like it's been there for a while and it you didn't get high enough on your investigation to discern any further yeah. beyond that. That doesn't surprise Orkira or I. All right, I'm going to fly back to my friends. Uh, I, I will land, I'm assuming like Bernie is probably in front of everybody. Uh, so I'll land in front of, of everyone and say, there's something in the road uh, about 90 feet up that way that looks wrong. I don't know why um, it looks wrong, but it looks wrong. On the road is what you mean? in it like like something got buried in the road and there's like a little bit sticking up and it just looks wrong and i'm wrong, worried dangerous or wrong out like, of place what kind of wrong like are we, we talking does it look inappropriate yeah yeah does it look like does vaguely look like, sexual like a little <laughs> just a, a little like, like maybe off, a little phallic like, i mean yeah, like how vague are we talking <laughs> I mean, it could be all those things for all I know. Well, we gotta, uh, I gotta see this thing. Let's go. All right, well, let's go. It's I'm, not, I'm, I'm absolutely checking this out. Yeah. I think I'm I think I'm uh, overselling how amazing this is. It's not, it's not. It's just, it just looks weird. And I'm just hyper aware of when things look weird on the road. And so hopefully it's just, uh, yeah, hopefully it's sexual and not dangerous. Come on. And I will. <laughs> I hope it's dangerous. <laughs> it could be both, I'm sorry, actually. I'm and V starts to get a little quicker. Um, and I will leave. Suddenly, and I spur um, Bernie into a trot. Oh, man. Okay. I will stop them about <sighs> 30 feet away from it and point at it. And I'm yeah. last, and I keep a distance of about 30 or 40 feet. I, I don't, don't care see what it, is. it. I definitely I'm think we smash cut to Benley's perspective. Uh, Arms of the Angel starts playing, and it's in super <laughs> slow-mo as she's <laughs> Falling off of the horse. <laughs> I, I would like to divine sense the lump. Okay, you divine sense. There's no. Cool. Yeah. Is this literally just a rock in the road that we're going to be focused on for an hour? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. You would like to make an investigation check to look it over. You're more than yes. welcome to. I want to disprove the fact that it might be sexual, so I will do that. Please. It might be sexual. Um, it could be. I think it might be sexual. I got a 13. At least if you try hard enough, I guess. We're never going to know what this thing is. I mean, it's hard to tell exactly what it is, oh, but what you words. do discover, it's not hard like a rock, but instead firm like hide armor, though its shape doesn't echo any armor you know. I poke it with a stick. You poke it. Does, Does it, anything happen? Just, Does it make a sound? Does it squeak? It's like it's similar to poking the ground. Okay, oh, for it. goodness sake! I flip I it over. It. You go to pull it out. Yep. Okay. Uh, you have to dig at the earth for a short amount of time. Okay. We're all just uh, watching her and dig alone. Eventually, you pull out a crusted. Something that's. Well, there's something long kind of round in shape. Vaguely sexual. <laughs> Vaguely phallic. 
But what is it, Dustin? <laughs> it's a scroll case. Oh, that's interesting. I open it. All right. And you see a few pieces of parchment still rolled <gasps> oh, up inside. Written stuff. And I pull the papers out. Oh, careful, careful, careful. <laughs> uh, and uh, you open it up and they are arcane scrolls. I keep looking at while everybody's excitedly digging. Can you read this? Me and me and V are over there disappointed, like no. In the arms oh, of no. it Sorry. literally <laughs> is the most boring possible thing it could have been. Books. Rolled yeah. up books. It wasn't Meanwhile, even I mean, maybe they're dangerous books. Or maybe they have like such oh, they could stuff be like, written in them. Yeah, it's one of those spells. Oh, is like, it a diary? <laughs> it is not a diary. Oh. Okay. Um at them like they're gold. <laughs> yeah. So Vinley, um, you can read the first one and Orkira just with your passive, you look over and you can also kind of make tell of what the the first scroll that Vinley's looking at is, and it is a scroll for life transference. Excuse and me? then the second one you cannot read, Vinley. <gasps> and Orkira, you cannot read. Can I read it? I'm you not most surprised. certainly cannot. <sighs> I'm assuming I cannot. Could have been Goliath. You cannot. <laughs> Harold. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, what? Oh. Harold, you can't. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. Harold, I can can't read, it? read this. I can't. Okay. Do you look at no. it, Harold? Yeah. You can read it. Uh, it is a scroll of speak with animals. What, what? Is it in a different language to me, or does it look like it's just in common? It is in arcane, it is in a type of writing that you're, it's basically, basically it is a bard or other, oh. like a, it's, a, it's on the bard spell list. So you have the meaning. It's sheet like music. You, yeah, you want, like you recognize some of the, like the patterning and other things like that. And you're like, oh, okay, that's. Yeah, hey, speak of the animals. Well, where did you get that? There's a lot of squiggly lines. Well, yeah, those, those are important squigglies. Those are the squigglies that say animals. Where's the geometric shape? What geometric? What are you reading? Is let's show me yours. That Let's is painful to look at. That's just like homework. That it's I artistic. Do not like. I don't care for that. Look at the Why? slight bend on this angle. Look it at the slight it's... bend in these squigglies. I don't see a slight bend. They're they're, yeah, it's, a, it's a, they're waves actually because they're squigglies. They're better than than slight angle. I would like to examine the case they were in and see if there's any note of ownership or anything like that, or a mark. Okay, make an investigation check. And while she's doing that, I want to continue to poke around in the dirt and see if there's anything else, because it's a little weird to just leave a scroll case with a bunch of scrolls in it. Yeah. Okay. You can. My first rolls, two tens. This <laughs> roll, two sevens for nine. Oh. I'm switching. You dice. look it over. It's, I mean, it's pretty crusted over. It, it, it's definitely been here for some time, and so it. If there was any markings on it, they've long since. Is this one of those things where it's away. like, if it had been somebody other than Orkira or or Seisha, we probably would have just walked right by this. Is hundred percent. Okay, cool. Got it. Yep. Like it just has so much dirt buildup on it that. You when you first came up without Orkira pointing it out to you, you're like, that's a rock. Yeah. Mm. 
felt bad. Someone lost their belongings, and these weren't cheap. I don't think this is a lost situation. This looks intentional. And, you know, who could have known that Orkira was going to be coming through? It's bad luck for them. Good luck for us. Well, I mean, I guess if we happen to come across them, maybe we could give it back. But we should just maybe keep it for now. It's also common practice to bury your belongings when you're being attacked just in case you die. Also, who doesn't want to have a conversation with a squirrel? I do. I'd love to have a conversation with squirrels. We've actually had this conversation a few times about how we want to have conversations with squirrels. Yeah, and this spell allows me to heal people more effectively. Yeah, but also we could talk to squirrels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the important thing. Squirrels. There it is. Squirrels are awesome. And Orkira, as you uh, go ahead and make me uh, a perception or investigation check as you look around the area, seeing if you can see anything else. Gee, I I wonder which one I'm going to go for. I'm definitely going to go for perception. That's a thirty-one. Yeah, uh, you know, without a doubt, there's nothing else of note in this. Uh, And the scroll case itself is so buried and grown over, it could have been here for months, if not years. So, yeah, she kind of uses a foot and pokes around in the dirt a little bit and says, this has been here a really long time, whether it was accidental or buried on purpose. Finley, is that a thing? Are you really supposed to just bury your stuff? That seems like a lot of work. Before, yeah, especially when you're being attacked. Like that would take a while. I do not know. If anybody wants to make me a nature check, you can do so. Yeah, I'm good at nature, surprisingly. Not when I roll a two, baby seven. (laughs) Okay. I got a dirty twenty. Nice. Okay. Uh, Seisha, you. Uh, this road being just a dirt trail um, during the like spring and like late fall when it becomes the rainy season, there's a high probability, especially with the river right here, uh, that this area becomes extremely muddy and flooded. Uh, so it's possible that it could have just fallen out into the mud and then over time could have could have rinsed down the river, could have fallen out while someone was traversing the mud. We are in a floodplain. Harold? Yeah. When are we going to talk to the squirrels, Harold? I don't think the, I don't think I can learn that way, can I? Or is, it, or is the scroll like a one-time use thing? It's a one-time use thing. Except for okay. me. Yeah, wizards <laughs> are the only class that can learn, or can memorize scrolls. But I can, I can still use mine. Absolutely. Harold's like, technically we could do it now, but maybe we should save it until it's really important to have a conversation with a squirrel. Or perhaps a bear. I don't have a very fond history of bears. Right, you could persuade them not to devour you. Or crocodiles. I'm, I'm really good at playing dead. Not put Harold Easier. crocodiles again. He's too tasty. I just don't want to be near any crocodiles, alligators, or any other large lizards. Well, Isn't a tarasque a large lizard? Yes. That's a problem. Well, large undersells how big a tarasque really is, but um, this is a good thing to have in case actually, I don't know if it would work on a tarasque. I don't know. All I know is I'm going to find a way using this thing to convince them that I taste terrible. Okay, I didn't know that was an important part of your life, but I'm here to help. <laughs> you know, that's that's 
that's my plan. Use this scroll to convince something that I don't taste good. Harold, that's going to be your epitaph. I'm fine with it. He was too here, damn tasty. Here lies a man Harold, who lied too about damn how he tasted. Tasty Hovelton. <laughs> <laughs> and I used the two. I used the number two. two. Of course. Uh, yeah. No, no. Absolutely. Oh, but you have to put it backwards. Yeah. Tasty. Oh, with tasty with a Z. It's too damn tasty. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. Uh, as we start to walk past where we've picked up the scroll, I'm going to continue to walk next to Harold and say, Hey, so I wanted to thank you for helping out yesterday with the whole let me buy you that drink thing. Because I know we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, no problem. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. I, I had we haven't done that one in a long time. It's kind yeah. of a kind of a ridiculous one, but it worked I think for a while, and then uh, and then nothing. Yeah, well, you know, um, it wasn't actually nothing. Uh, I did actually get a chance to talk with someone. Oh, hey, like a follower or like the guy? Um, well, you know, you can never be sure. Actually, um, hold on a second, because I've got something for you. And I'm going to reach into my bag and start to rummage around. Okay. The first thing I'm going to pull out is my fuzzy hat and be like, no, wait, oh, it, it was the other thing. It was the, the it's, in, it's in the coat. And I'm going to try to reach into the bag. And then I'm going to be like, hey, Harold, oh, hold on to this for a second. I'm going to hand you the hat. I'll, I'll take the hat. And then with both hands, reach into the bag and start to pull out the my fuzzy coat and be rummaging around in the coat and then look over at Harold as I'm kind of patting it down and looking for something in a pocket and say, I never noticed you. <laughs> you probably look good in that hat. Yeah, you think? And without any hesitation, he takes off his hat and puts on this one. Just kind of tugs it down on his head, and he's like, "What do you think?" Yeah. As the yeah. hat, as the hat goes on, there's a little bit of a poof as powder shoots out the sides, as if someone had put baby powder in it. And Harold, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got. And Orkira might look a little abashed at this moment. 17, actually. Not terrible. Not enough. Okay. Oh, no. Wow. That's some strong As... baby powder. <laughs> Your head starts to itch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uncontrollably. I'm going to look over at her. And I'm not looking at him. I am digging around in my, my coat. I'm going to take the hat off. I'm going to shake the rest of it off of my head. I'm going no. to put the hat back in the bag. And then I'm going to lift my finger to everybody. Walk off and... Harold, wash it in the river, Harold. Uh, in, um, in the river. Um, actually, wait. Before you do that, hold on, hold on, and I'll come on over. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You say that he's gone. He's gone. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> splash as you see Harold just. Dunk and she's into at the, the edge of the river, and she's like, ah. Uh. And I would like to listen for <laughs> laughter. I would like to listen for make, very distinctive laughter. Make a perception check. 
I'm very distracted, like, because Harold is itching his scalp off. I got a 15. Um, you are. Um, you think you may hear something? Do I? But cast it's it with hard. My um, what is. No, it will have to be an active perception. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, thinking I hear it, then I'm going to dive for Harold and I would like to cast Lesser Restoration and make the itching <laughs> powder stop. Okay, Harold, Harold, uh, you go in, you you grab Harold and kind of like move up the the healing magics of Re of Lester Restoration wash through you. Most of the the itching powder has washed out of you from just the river, but the actual itching effect and like just that scalp itch that <laughs> I do that you thing. got from it is uh yeah, go, go ahead. You know those 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 metal um massagers for your head that do this like or that, here yeah. just does that with her claws on his head it's like i I'm, I'm sorry i didn't um yeah that was kind of funny but you know uh <laughs> um then are you okay and i'll stop it ah uh, you know uh, i'm fine i'm feeling great no big deal but you know what i think there's something in your hat right now that's unpleasant and i wouldn't put it on if I were you. And I will, I, I've been, I had the coat in my left hand as I was doing this. And as we come out of the river, I'll reach into uh, one of the pockets and pull out the little vial I was given and say, yeah, I think there was. Yeah. yeah um, did you want that. the rest? I'll hand it on over. I'll then, take the vial. <laughs> you want me to drink this? No, no, oh, no, 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 that'd be bad. That'd be, that'd be I great restoration. I don't know how I would lesser restorate your itching lungs. Oh. Or stomach, oh. I guess it would be your stomach. I don't Probably need get... that. I don't need no. that in my life. I'm gonna pass on that. No, no, no. Um, but Harold, you feel like, like your, your leg starts to twitch. And it, it just keeps like, violently convulsing, but it feels almost like a phantom limb. There's, there's just something is just moving around violently on is like it, the left side of your pants. Let me let me specify, is this uh, my prosthetic limb or is this my real limb? Uh, it is on your prosthetic limb side, which is probably why you didn't feel it up until, until your leg like started to like actually like move, like yeah. Something like is jerking. So I will uh, feel around for what the hell's going on. Uh, and as you like feel on the outside, there's something like bulging on the side of your leg that is like moving. What the? Oh, oh my god. god. Try to grab for whatever it is. Is that me? Is that something else? What is that? <laughs> you reach in and you go to grab and it, you, you hit something and it's a little kind of slimy and a little scaly and you pick it up and there's a fish just flopping as it go ahead and make a deck a save <laughs> i have a fish how did i get a fish we are not how putting you, it in a vase how did your leg catch a fish i don't know i got an eight though <laughs> yeah it <laughs> slips out of your hand and starts flopping on the ground no, it no slipped fish. Out, slapped you in the face twice then fell uh, on the ground i've been fish slapped someone save the fish I will gently pick up the fish and lob it into the river and say, 
Uh, all right, um, let's get back to Finley and she can uh, dry you off. Sorry. Oh, great. Yeah, that'd be great. Would love uh, that. Seisha and Orkira, you both hear faint, very faint laughter in the distance. Very far distance. Okay. All right. And I will, knowing for sure that at least what I tried to do happened, uh, I'll lead Harold back and under my breath, just be like, ah, I'm sorry. I'm not good at that kind of thing. Um, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain it. Um, but yeah, I, that, the jester, yeah, it's real. Oh, that's I, fine. Got a chance that's to fine. talk with him. Yeah. I'll remember that. When I I'm, get you back. Yep. I totally oh, expect it. 100%. No, no, yes. not a prank war. Oh, yes, a prank war. But what uh, about the collateral damage? Escalation is all that is known in a prank war. No. I am all for prank wars as long as I get to be a spectator and not actively involved. I second that one. If I am in the crossfire, I will even help. Do you I really just... not understand that the collateral damage in a prank war are all of the bystanders? Bernie's got my back hey. in the right, Bernie. That's what I thought. Did, did you cast uh, Talk With Animals to talk to Bernie? Nope, but I could, and I know Bernie'd have my back. Isn't that right, Bernie? V leans over to Harold and goes, I'll help you prank Voss. He looks over at Voss. And just Voss is blank. kind of <laughs> vaguely paying attention to this. And he looks back and he's like, I don't know. Might be too easy. That's true. But it'll be he, fine. He, see, he's not paying attention to the shenanigans right now. He doesn't even realize shenanigans are happening. That he he will be a part of these shenanigans regardless. What are you Poor two guy. talking about? Shenanigans. I mean, not that. Yeah. Anything but that. You know what I was talking about, so you can hear me. And he's going to keep walking. <laughs> what is our next like destination, I by the way? Wow, called out. I feel like I need to apologize to everybody now, but um, yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> that was in play, boss? Uh, that was Logan asking the DM oh, okay. what is our no, destination. Uh, a, a town called Succumber. How far away are we? Two day, you are at least a, a day and a half away because you've been traveling for about a half a day right now. So it's okay. two days from Jokun to Succumber. So there will be a camp between here and there. They Understood. picked a really strong name for that town. Succumber? Yeah, yeah. Um, since we're going to be making camp somewhere, and also since now maybe I might have a rendezvous with a certain jester, uh, now when I do my flights around in order to take a look, I'm going to be specifically looking for places to camp and somebody. Okay. And every time I land, I'm just going to look apologetically at Harold. He doesn't seem upset at all. He, he just smiles at you every time you look at him. He just kind of grins like, he's, you know, at first it was uh, slightly upsetting because he was quite itchy. But now he seems totally like way over it. <laughs> uh, going off your previous role for, you know, this flight pattern and stuff like that. Uh, you notice as the day draws to a clotus, uh, close, there is only about an hour left of daylight left uh, after walking roughly 30 miles through the day. 
Soft rolling shallow hills scattered through the flat seas of green echo out in every direction. A few trees are scattered around the area, but most line the river. The sounds of frogs, bugs, and nocturnal creatures begin to echo out through the dusk against the sound of the babbling brook of the nearby river. And despite being miles away from the protection of any hamlet, town, or city, it looks like someone was planning on turning this area into a farmstead. Although old and grown over with grass, you see remnants of tilled earth. Yet you see no building or even the base of a housing structure nearby, but you do find an abandoned tarpaulin-covered wagon. I... Um. Do I see anybody nearby or any signs of movement recently? Uh, you can make uh, a perception check as well, but Orkira will let you know uh, as you're flying overhead, you did not see any people currently. They may be hiding or something like that, but there was no obvious people. And I'll, yeah, I'll land real quick to tell everybody about this, but um, does any of this area look like it would be a good place to set up camp for the night? Uh, you can make a survival check. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's a natural one. So that's a six. Uh, I'm place. thinking about how I'm going to survive the prank war that's going to be coming up later. That's that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'll, I'll, no, go ahead. Sorry. I'll I'll land and let everybody know what I see and point out the cart. And I'm, I'm still kind of looking for a place we can set up camp for tonight. Uh, yeah, and uh, what did you get, Voss? 23. 23? Okay. Um, so you move over, and the wagon looks to have been here for some time, uh, possibly a few months, but nothing longer than half a year. It has a few tear marks in the tarpaulin and the thick wooden shafts uh, in the yoke of the wagon that once held donkeys or oxen or some pulling uh, creature uh, look shattered and broken from extreme force. An attack uh, or a struggle, maybe? Um, well, you continue looking over, and the long tears and the tarpaulin look violent with rough edges, um, unlike the smooth slits a blade would cause, nor the torn holes blunt weapons would cause. There's also splashes of discoloration on the wood that look like alchemical burns, now visible after being just baked into the wood. I look at it not knowing precisely what it is, but I say, Binley, Seisho, Kira, come here. Look at this, please. And I point out both what I believe to be potentially claw marks, as well as the strange alchemical burns that I do not recognize, I would think. Study them. Do Can I tell anything more from uh, investigating? Uh, you can yeah. make an investigation check. Can I as well? Um, you can assist but this will count as the second. Yeah, the last one, yeah. Gotcha. Then roll that with advantage. <laughs> that, that is with advantage. Oh, no. <laughs> 18. Oh, okay. Same same dis discernment as, as kind of come to the same conclusion as Voss as he looks over. Um, How close together are the tears? Are they like small or is it big tears i mean it's 
they're big tears, but it's hard to tell what is like made from something that made it or what is just from age because right. even a small tear over time sitting in the sun and expanding mm. the fabric is just yeah, gonna tear and, and yeah. yep. So it's really, really hard to tell. Um, you said something else was smashed in. What was that? The, the, the yoke and mm. shaft of the wagon that, that connects to the- The horse. Like, the horse, donkey, oxen, whatever is pulling, the pulling animal. Is it broken in such a way where if I spent enough time, I can mend the pieces back together or are they no, too shattered? No, so it's not only shattered, but it's so just deteriorated that yeah. the the missing pieces are just long rotten and disintegrated away that gotcha. there's just nothing left. Yeah. Best Good. estimate, how long has this been out here? Hard to say, a couple months, but no longer than half a year. Okay. I'll search the interior too, see if there's anything valuable inside or okay. anything erstwhile. Okay. Um, not even making a check, you look and if there was anything in here, it has been long, long been pilfered. Okay. Hard to even say if this was a robbery or not. It's been too long, I imagine. Yep. Gotcha. And there are no other structures in on this like clearing area. No, it's just the the open like field and heel hills. Um, and you, they're the like, like what looks to be a, like a tilled fill, field mm -hmm. that at some point was attempted to be tilled. Um, and, uh, but that's really it. If you want to make a survival check to see if you can see maybe if there's somewhere that looks better than other places I'd that like Lakir was look saying. For tracks. Okay. Um, I got a 23 on my survival. Okay. Um, and then go ahead and make also a survival check looking for tracks, uh, Goblin. <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> That's two ones in a row. First two tens. Oh, horse here. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was just about to say, you see, you see a couple of tracks as you're kind of looking around, just so lost in the ground. You don't realize that you got turned around. You start to see footprints that were heading in your direction, followed by... Uh, looks to be hooves. A, 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 a band of, of, of marauders are headed your direction, and you look up and turn and Bernie around. Stands, and you look up, and Bernie is sitting. Like you, you, you get, and you look up, and there's Bernie sitting in front of you. Hey, buddy. Scratch <laughs> his nose. <laughs> but for Vinley, uh, <laughs> looking over the place, um, there does seem to be a little cubby at the base of a small hill that would uh, protect any campfire from being seen, at least from one side, and would protect you from any, any chilling winds that might roll over the grasslands if you were not to use uh, the tiny hut. And the top of the hill, though, could provide a better lookout point for the night, but it would also make you more visible. Hmm. I relay this information. I mean, if we use the thing you do, then we'd be fine at the top of the hill. Right. We could even, if we wanted to, like, cook below. Yeah. And sleep up there. And then move up there when we want to sleep. Ooh, that way actually, we can still keep watch. Actually, would it be better for us to sleep down here and have the watch be awake up there? That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. That could be a good idea. That way we could also see if anything was coming towards the cave from the other direction. Yeah. Let's do I that. I enjoy then. that. 
All right, I'll make dinner. Okay. Pull out the bag of bounty. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Everyone breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> Alright, so we get night. We are eating like aristocrats. Uh, ooh, ooh, nice. I needed this. And Seisha, Seisha, as you like, as you pull out and you look up and you say that, you take a step back as all of your party have been turned into sheeps. And you hear, you hear Vinley when she speaks, do you see the sheep's mouth move? Oh, thank goodness. She's not cooking. And they're, they're standing like bipedal and they're covered in honey mustard and sriracha in the sense that like, it looks like clothes painted on the wall. Harold slowly turns and looks at Seisha as he's like eating something that you got any sauce? It's just... <laughs> it's just like a glob of honey mustard, just... And... And and as everyone looks at around, everybody but Seisha are sheep people. Oh, we see it too. Oh, yes. Oh. I still have my hands. They're like, you look down and they're like hooves, like sheep hoofs. How big of a sheep am I? But you like, if you like feel and touch, like you have fingers, you have hands. Uh, you're oh. a B-sized sheep. I'm a big I... You're a sheep. big ass sheep. I'm a big yep. ass sheep. I get I down on all fours. Try to intimidate the other sheep. As you touch your chest, I need you to make a con save. Okay. Ah. Do I look like a sheep to you guys? Uh, four. <laughs> You touch, as you watch as Voss touches his chest, and Voss, you feel your jacket and your clothes, okay. but it, everybody begins to get smaller, and you all watch as Voss begins to grow into this massive, huge, towering, over, well over V, standing a good 11, 12 feet tall. How'd you do that, buddy? The f is going on? Is, is he still a sheep at, at this height? Still a sheep at the site. I use my newfound height to look for anyone who could be casting spells or... Harold, this uh, isn't make funny. A, make a perception check. Yeah. You can't do this much at once. You said prank war earlier. Uh, that's a natural yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't, don't see anything. Nah. As you're looking up at Voss, now towering over you is this massive sheep just covered in red sriracha. Just completely covered in red sriracha. You feel something like jostle at your side and then literally jumps off your hip as you see your ghost lantern now with two little legs and it's like arms that pop out and it moves around and Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. What? I would grab it. I grab it. You, sheep? you you try to grab it. Uh, it tries to run away. It does. It does not want to be held. Okay, I I try to grab it again. 
It's just like a cat. You I just gotta it. keep I just trying until they hurt you. Tip it up and hope it doesn't have claws. <laughs> Every time you get close, it always stays about ten feet away from you. It doesn't go further than that. But anytime you move, it moves. Harold points. I just even have me. a lasso. Harold waves a hand. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Feel on your belt. I bet it's still there. I feel on my belt. Is it's anything not missing? There. Oh yeah. The where your your uh, ghost lantern should be, it is missing. Guys, I want this lantern back. Here, I'll we'll pincer it. I'll pin it on this side. Wait, Vinley, I got it. Hold on, Don't... hold on, hold, hold that thought, hold that thought. Before you say anything, I need you to make a charisma saving throw, Vinley. Oh wow! Uh, uh. I still have uh, a tune. I'm still attuned to my ghost lantern, right? Oh a yeah. Three. Can I use it As... to use mage hand to? To pick it up, to 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 pick itself up, can it do that? <laughs> uh, so hold hold that thought as you as you say, Vinley. I'll go get it or whatever as you said. We'll pincer it. It's fine. It comes out like you're one of the chipmunks. <laughs> Why do I sound like this? For the same reason we all look like sheep. Yeah, stop um, talking. Every time you talk, it's funny. You gotta stop what? that. What? No, you can't. Yes, not bad. Seisha sits it. down and starts eating. <laughs> and Seisha's the only one who still looks normal? Yep. Okay. Yep. When I try to reach for the fluff on me, can I actually grab any of it? Or is it just nope. like an illusion that I it's, pass through and I... There is no fluff. I kind of want to grab some of the fluff. I don't know why. Does anyone have the ability to dispel any of this? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'll, Wait a I'll minute. Cast... Hold on. Come here, Kira. Okay. What's up? I am going to attempt to see through the illusion. Okay. Make an investigation check. That's so dramatic. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> 18. 31. Mm-hmm. You can't see through this illusion. Nope, go away. That's she it? She just sits down and starts eating again. Go, go away? I mean... Mm, you're sheep. I can't go away. And Vinley, what did you get? On my charisma saving throw? Oh, I thought you were also investigating. I heard you say a number. Oh, oh no. on our screen, it popped oh, up 31. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You <laughs> see a faint shimmer through the sheep, and then you see all of your friends. Yeah, looking normal. Sorry. Like, there's, an, there's a shimmer around them that is the shape of a sheep. And... <laughs> she just doesn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as this is all happening and confusion just kind of overwhelms everybody Fucking sheep. you hear a deep rolling boisterous laughter echo out over the grasslands as every creature around you goes silent birds flutter away in an instant and as if the whole world around you pauses for a moment and suddenly, 
a large purple head spirals out from the ground that looks like Harold mimicking him in his over-exaggerated form. The face then begins to smile wildly uh, as the image fades to a teal color and then the eyes and teeth sink away to form a hollow comedic mask. It grows smaller and smaller and smaller and glitters down to a now copper-colored blankly grinning face that bounces and dances through the air in your direction and slowly materializing out from the mask as it stops roughly 15 feet away from you is a spindly dresser dressed in cool teals and warm copper colors bent over to reach your height before standing up right to almost eight feet tall still laughing with every breath i draw weapons uh, when I see that, I will put out my hand to Sheep Giant Boss and say, I, I might as well play along. Uh, no, you're not going to want to do that. Uh, this is a friend. I'm assuming he's the one who did this. Why the hell are you talking like that? Um, um, I'm humoring them. Um, yours, as, as the giant head takes shape, Voss, your size goes back to normal, just so you know. Okay. Now I at least fluffy. Can someone uh, touch and me? And this voice coming from behind the mask just <laughs> by the gods. That was good. Okay. Okay. You got your meeting. What do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because Sriracha. Uh, everybody, meet the jester of Jolkun. Uh, I think you already know all of my friends. Um, yeah, I think he does. Um, he he does know all your friends, especially yeah. me. Yeah, um, they, they think you're pretty cool, Harold. Um, I had a chat with them just before we left, and um, I thought it'd be kind of nice to have a a chance to ask a few questions about this area, considering they're probably someone who knows a lot of things, you know? And Orkira looks incredibly uncomfortable. It's very obvious from all your passives that she's kind of hoping at this point to just like pass off talking to this creature to someone else. And <laughs> he'll like just laughing still, like just kind of waves uh, as um, you see just this, like you can see there's a slight mimicry of a spell being cast but not but it, it's like almost completely subtle as he waves uh and the s seeming illusion and vinley's uh voice and the v chasing the uh the lantern around the arms pop back in and go back onto the ground as he casts Dispel Magic and returns everything to normal. <laughs> you have, you have allowed me to properly introduce myself. And you watch as the jesters form elongates, like a towering, wacky, waving, weather vane man made of cloth before rapidly expanding like a balloon that finally pops and standing before you is a massive, 20 foot tall, 30 foot long 
winged and scaled reptilian beast. Its head is boxy with a short eagle-like sn snouted face and sharp cheek ridges that point backwards, accompanying frills on the back of their lower jaws. Their long segmented horns start as smooth brow plates above their eyes that sweep backwards from their chins. The layers of triangular blades grow downward. Their scales are aged and worn with a brilliant warm copper hue molted with teal and turquoise patina. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Gofferin, the thundering laughter. <laughs> That's a fitting and name. And in draconic, Orkira will very uncomfortably say, it's good to make your acquaintance. Thank you. And then we'll just like uncomfortably back away. If you're hungry, I was just setting out dinner. I would be delighted to join you. Oh, excellent. Um, we're gonna start out with some raw oysters and then we'll have a soup, then some fish. Then I've got a roast peacock that we'll be serving. And- So wait, 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 wait. what are you doing out here? I mean, like, why, why specifically this place? Just out of curiosity. Right here, right now, or these Does rolling the, like, hills? These rolling hills, more so. Not like right here, right now. I, I got the itching powder. I figured out why you're here now. <laughs> and as you say that, his eyes look back over towards Urkira, and uh, he nods as a huge grin just stretches across his face. Um, My lair is nearby. And I'm assuming, I mean, you seem like a pretty friendly guy. I'm assuming we haven't, like, offended you or anything. No, you've done quite the opposite. You've brought me so much joy over these past couple of days. I've been following you since that one lost her mind counting sheep. <laughs> Are you the one moving the sheep? And you watch as kind of just Paul comes up and just takes a bow. Harold. Um, the discussion I had with um, this ancient one was specifically that if I was successful at uh, the prank, that uh, maybe we could have a chat. And I figured they would know a lot about information about this area because usually they do, right? And so, yeah, if anyone has any questions, I thought, yes. I thought you would know a lot more. Well, before we go into formalities, and although I do enjoy stories and tales, does anybody have any good jokes? And you watch as he literally puts his paws or his claws up and just leans on them as the snout kind of hangs over as this massive head, the head alone is as big as Boss stands. Oh, um, I, I invented a new word. Plagiarism. Oh. 
My teacher used to tell that. I used I used to not think it was actually funny, but it was the first thing that came to mind. That's really good. Took a second. It was quite funny. Anyone else? Um. How about I tell you? Okay. What is a bronze dragon's favorite meal? A bronze dragon's favorite meal? I don't know. Whatever it wants. Shut, shut, shut. Fish and chips. <laughs> I almost said goldfish, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Seisha and Vinley, if you want to make me an arcana check, you're more than welcome to. Oh, I've got a joke. Oh, hang on, but I gotta do something first. 30, 20. 22. <laughs> So, obviously, this is a copper dragon, but just by the the size alone and the patina on the scales, this dragon is well over 800 to a millennia in age, as you are standing in front of an ancient copper dragon. Oh. I, I got a quick joke for you. I got, I got one. Oh, okay. oh, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Knock, knock. There. Control freak. Control okay, freak no, you can't freak. say it yet. You have to wait until I tell you to say it. <laughs> All right. Here, here. Here's mine. What's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke timing? <laughs> oh, oh, I, was, I was going to correct you, but that's hilarious. <laughs> and I have a, uh, a joke for you, sir. Yes, yes go ahead. Why are copper dragons the best bards? I don't know why. Because they know they their know... scales? <laughs> <laughs> of course, you are very bright and very clever. Yes, really it's because we know all the scales. <laughs> I like that one. Let's maybe not steal the copper dragon, the ancient copper dragon's thunder next time. Okay, sorry. I just got really excited. They may call me the thundering laughter, but as long as everyone's having fun and laughter is what we do, I will not be offended. Actually, it is in our nature to... What? Harold, is that correct? I've heard your name whispered across yeah, yeah. his lips. Yes, Harold Hobbleton. The Good king's wit, the king's wit is modeled off of the mating of two copper dragons. When two find each other, they try to outwit each other with jokes. And it is oftentimes light ribbing. I like that. That sounds fun. So, it, uh, I guess uh, you must have been out here for one hell of a long time out here telling jokes and a day or two you could say yeah <laughs> and you'd say uh so do you always take the form of a jester is that something you like kind of fell into or is that something that you uh you, you saw a jester once and thought oh man i love that big fan of that most jesters are bards are they not i would imagine so not me. I'm a, I'm a very serious bard. Never make jokes personally. Never once. Just try to take everything 
Very serious and literal. It's true. I've never heard him laugh until today. It's, it, that that truly shows your your level of power. <laughs> I often do enjoy a good tale. Uh-huh. I do have. Um, so he watches his tail. Of. His tail swishes as he says this. <laughs> mm. Um. So a uh, a bear walks into a into a tavern and says, give me a beer and a a water. Why the big paws, asks the bartender. The bear shrugged. I'm not sure I was born with them. (laughs) That was good. I was I was afraid you were uh, floundering on your joke, but <laughs> it was part of it. Carol <laughs> told me that one a long time ago. Um, why don't chromatic dragons eat Pinkertons and magistrates? Why? <laughs> because they taste lawful. Don't eat Sasha. <laughs> I hear Harold's tasty though. Uh can't be any better than honey mustard, right? <laughs> okay, okay. A woman in labor suddenly starts shouting, couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't, didn't, can't. The doctor turns to her husband and says, Don't worry, those are just contractions. Oh, did you hear about the actor who fell through the floorboards no he was just going through a stage (laughs) (laughs) do you know why they tell actors to break a leg why oh because there's always a cast yes (laughs) to make sure they get in the cast Where do fish keep their money? Where? In the bank. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, but this has been vastly enjoyable. And we could do this for hours, days, years. But you have questions for me? We would love to hang out with you for hours, days, years, but we're kind of on a mission for a mm-hmm. few different reasons. And, and do you know other Goliaths? <laughs> yes, there was one in the uh, Joku. Uh, besides she- that one. Oh, let us talk over dinner. Oh, I see you have a vast array uh, cleverly and quickly made, I might add. It's a seven-course meal. Um, we'll start over here, and Seisha begins distributing out uh, dishes and setting plates in front of everybody and produces these just absolutely gorgeous and exquisite different foods. And it goes all the way from first to seventh course, seventh being the dessert, which is a tart. <laughs> the main entree is a peacock. A roasted peacock and the feathers have been carefully placed back on it so it's this big gorgeous array of feathers 
there was any night to come up with a giant aristocratic meal, it's tonight. <laughs> no, uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but she gives uh, everybody good portions and basically bustles around throughout the meal, picking at hers and serving everybody else and making sure everyone's comfortable and having a good time. She hostesses. And so, your questions? Um, Have you ever heard of the Mistmaster? I'm, I, sorry, I had something in my throat um, and wasn't muted at all. So, um, you, do you know of other Goliaths like out in the wild who like typically like to hang out together and maybe say clans and maybe like, you know, look like me and, um, they got a lot of red, you know, tat tattoos and stuff. Uh, you see that he's not quite listening to you right now. He's just trying to stifle a, a laugh as he's thinking very hard. Um, and then he says, <laughs> What a silly name. A silly, silly name. No, uh, I... I don't know of any mistmaster, but anyone willing to choose such a name is okay in my book. And then, and then he'll look towards you, V, mm -hmm. as you, as he gives you his attention. As unbeknownst to V, V was a had a, had a something in her throat, so Sasha had asked a question first, and so uh, he will then turn, uh, and and his attention will come to you to ask your question about Goliath. Sorry, I keep talking, everyone. I just keep, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not. That's got a lot on my mind. We're looking for any of the Vetorot clan. I've never heard of such a clan. Where, where are they? Starmount, is last I heard. And as you say, Starmounts, the dragon that has been cheery and jovial, jovial with everything, like a, with a bunch of friends telling stories around a campfire, all of a sudden gets intensely serious as his massive head leans down, as the fires cast dark, ominous shadows across his sharp-featured, scaled face. The pupils of his faintly glowing turquoise eyes narrow into tiny vertical black slits as he stares at you all. I tell you this, and I tell you true. There is a reason I don't fly deep into the forests of the Star Mountains. Deep roars and tales from Aarakocra fleeing the hilltops tell tales of old ancient chromatics that nest within the crags, far older than I. Some whisper them to be green, and others say red. And I care for neither. Green are cunning tricksters like my kind, but instead are cruel, willing to turn on their own kind, while red are fierce tyrants able to dominate most any other dragon by sheer raw power. If you want to know more, I would seek out the stronghold of the Nine, 
in the elven settlement, nor Daharil along the York Unicorn Run. But you said Unicorn Run. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the river that com- uh, connects to the Delabir. In that map, do we pass closer near that? You go the like the Delambir River turns into the Unicorn Run as it enters the High Forest. Gotcha. Okay. I can tell you a little bit of the High Forest, but not much. I like to stick to the hills and mountainsides. But over my long years, I've heard through stories there are multiple warrior tribes and wood elven kingdoms, ancient reliquaries devoted to Carsus, a single oak tree the size of a small hamlet. Oh, and those mountains. Mountains. Okay. Is that where you are headed? Yes, it is. Uh, we we're hoping to uh, find clues, I guess, or hear word along the way about the uh, the Better Art Clan. So far, we've only run into exactly one person who has even heard of them. So. Uh, there's that, I, I, I guess. Um, plenty of people heard of Gathala, but that's anyway, not really relevant anymore. I think I we'll, I think we'll find more people that know about it the closer we get. Yeah. Probably, hopefully, yeah, yeah. Do you know anything about the Amber King? Some mortal that wears a crown. They live. They die. Uh, you, you had said there were uh, the red and the green dragon above. The Amber King is a beast that's below that we've heard about and we're worried about. Its remains lay within the Star Mount. Yes, Fenley. I have an out of play question. Oh. How far are we away from this, the the high forest currently, and the star mounts. Well, How many? Well, which, which one? They're, they're, I, like, you're... Because we come into the high forest and then encounter the... The, the, the star, star mounts, mounts later. Correct. The star mountains are well into the high forest. Mountains. Okay. So... How far are we from the entrance to the high forest? Two seconds, and I'll tell you. One. An exact time estimate. Two. Two. Forgive me, I've only got one monitor. Oh, you only have one monitor. Ooh. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bear with me. I can't do that anymore. I'm so spoiled. It's, it's painful. It's definitely painful. <laughs> me the sitting things here. we do in order to be able to play our games, even when on the road. Yep. So you're currently roughly five day journey to the entrance of the high forest. Okay. I, I'm going to like while everyone's kind of serious and asking questions, I'm going to scoot over to Harold and just kind of like lean over and whisper, hey, he really likes you, right? Or they really like you, right? I hope they do. You should ask if, like Xelophon, he could take us to the entrance of the High Forest. He's probably a lot faster than us on our feet. That's a good point. Uh, 
What what did he say his name was? Go how do you pronounce it? Goal. Yep. Golferin. I'll put it I'll put it in the chat. Thank Please, you. Thank you. Dragons and elves, man. I know, right? <laughs> no, that would be me too. Okay. But he does prefer the laughing, th the thundering laughter, or the laughing. Uh, Govern, uh, the the thundering laughter. Uh, listen, we we got a long trip ahead of us, and you know this place better than any of us possibly could. I don't want to be presumptuous. We have a, uh, which is actually kind of surprising, another dragon friend close to where we're from, are from home. And sometimes if we're in a, like a pinch, he'll transport us much more quickly than we could normally go to where we need to be. Would it be possible? Is it within, uh, you know, is, if, it's, if it's not too much for me to ask for you to maybe help us get to where we need to be? I do, you'll miss such wonders as in Succumber and Uluvin. Good point. I kind of would like to see the cities, Finley. Succumber is a fine town. A peaceful, you know, village of fisherfolk, farmers, stonecutters, hired guides and guards for the frequent caravan traffic. It wastes on the northwestern bank of the confluence of the Unicorn Run. The cool, clear river that runs down from the mysterious heart of the high forest and the Dell and Beer, the watery road to the eastern wilderness of the high frontier. The large town stands on three hills. Atop the western fringes is of a once mighty city that was, and if legends are true, the proud capital of the long ago human realm of. Athelantar, the kingdom of the stag. The holdings of the farmers fan out northwest of the village, and the fisherfolk make a meager living, spearing and drag-netting fish and freshwater crabs from the small skiffs on the two rivers. The stone cutters manage a decent living by quarrying slabs of pink granite from the cliffs that mark the northern edge of the high moor. There's a small garrison provided by the Lord's Alliance that's helped rule the town. They're, they dwell in a small palisaded fort atop one of the hills and train a hundred or so locals in sword work and rudimentary tactics. Many of these swing swords hire out, caravan hire out as caravan guards. But I've seen your work and I doubt you'll need it. The well, garrison is... <laughs> The garrison is led by a lord of Succumber. His name is um, Traskar Salon the Third. They uh, patrol the farmland and vicinity diligently, capable of dealing with a few orc and bugbear raids that get this far west. However, Succumber has been under the heel of a hobgoblin clan known as Urshani that forces them to pay tribute in lieu of attacks. The Urshani are an unusually fierce tribe of hobgoblins, and I've heard it has something to do with wars, but I'm not familiar with them personally. Well, maybe we should check that out while we're out there. I have heard whispers of harper dealings in Succumber. 
but I don't know what it is. Of what it's exactly? Secretive. Harpers. Oh. Aren't they a myth? <laughs> They're secretive, yes, but I can assure you they are no myth. Fair enough. Uh, Harold will... Uh, I'm trying to think of a good question for this guy. If there was one thing you'd say we shouldn't miss, your favorite thing about the area, what would you say that was? Mm. That we haven't already seen. I imagine you probably really like the gestures. I'm sure that's probably one of your favorites, but... A, uh, a bar dedicated to me and my antics from over a hundred years ago? Of course, it's my yeah. favorite. Oh yeah, it has to be. <laughs> but, um... In Sucumba? Unsure, but in Uluville, there's a delightful bed and breakfast that you must stay at. Okay, absolutely. He'll pull out a little notepad. What's it called? Um... I think I've only been there once, but well, I could probably if you could just like if he gives me some he can give me like some sort of like a detail. You don't have to have one right now, but you could be like, oh yeah, it's um the tavern's sign is laced in rope. What what city was that? Uh, Ulvin, it's just right outside the High Forest. You'll literally walk through it to get there. And if I take a quick thought, when the phoenix said go in such and such a direction, is that in the direction of Ulvin? For the Harold's, the inn that Harold's parents are at? It is along the way that you are traveling. Yep, which was the wording of the question. Yep, yep, because we're just looking for a direction. You you you've stayed there then. You stayed there once. Yes. And what was it about that place that was so fantastic that you wanted to stay? Oh, the people that run it are just incredibly delightful. Are they? Are in what? Okay? In what way? Friendly, funny, psychotic, what way? way. (laughs) That would be a a strange attribute that, uh, but, um, incredibly kind. And when was it that you had stayed there? Like, how long ago was that? Oh, um, maybe six months ago. I don't have any other questions, guys. You, Orkara is gonna, the the twisting in her gut is gonna get bad and this whole thing is uncomfortable for her and she notices Harold being uncomfortable and is gonna try to change the subject a little bit. Um, And she's gonna say, "Uh, you mentioned that you're the one that uh, was moving around cheap uh, a ways back. Um, Yes. Wait, wait, there's a friend of ours 
called the warden that's in the, the woods out there. She's trying to keep a whole bunch of portals from opening up and uh, we helped her close a portal to the Frostfell. Um, have you met the warden? I have not met the warden, but I have heard whispers of the warden. Oh, she's lovely. She She's awesome and is doing a lot of really hard work and is kind of alone. And I think if if you were looking for someone to hang out with who would really appreciate your jokes, you might want to go check in on her. And I can I can kind of show you on a map where, where her home was. I think if you let her know that you you knew us, I think she'd be happy to be your friend. I would be delighted to meet this warden and share stories and jokes and perhaps help her with this Frostfell problem. I don't think it's a Frostville problem as much as a portal problem. The last one we helped her close just happened to go to the Frostville, which was horrible and the worst. But yeah, uh, if you'd go and uh, just, I think the two of you would get along famously and it would really mean a lot to me if she had a, a friend in the area. Yeah, Seisha? Um, have you, do you happen to know of a white tower in a city surrounded by sand. Could be literal or metaphoric. I know of no deserts. There's the high moors to the south of here, but not really deserty. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm trying to figure something out and it's all like obscure clues. And... Yes, Elven one. Hi. Um, have you ever been to an island of elves called Evermeet? Honestly, I've kind of made my home nearby and have been here for a long time. Of course, of course. Um, do you know of the royal family of Evermeet, at least? Heard tales of them? I've heard of... There is a royal family there, but much like the Harpers, the island of Evermeet is very secluded in its knowledge. Right. Yeah, they are. Maybe I shouldn't even ask you this in the first place. I could get in trouble. I'm not going to tell anyone. Okay, she says in Draconic, knowing that only, I think, Orkira can understand. Oh, dang it, Seisha too. Um, <laughs> so, so basically what's happening is that the king and queen have died, and they're looking for their oldest, no, their youngest son, Lamruel, um, to assume the throne, but he's missing. And I was just wondering if you perhaps have seen him, Lamru. Lamaril Moonflower, or if you do see him or find someone traveling by that name, could you perhaps just uh, let me know or send him home? Lamaril Moonflower actually was here. It was a while ago, though. Um, I have not, um, I've not seen him since Mara and the Elven Kingdom. Uh, Serial, um, 
she was protecting while defending against uh, I heard a band of white worms like a group of them around a hundred and ten years ago well all the information helps and at least you know who he is in case you see him again his kingdom could really use him Lamoureux was a wonderful person. If you see him, to give him my best. Um, I will. If I would be so lucky to find him. <laughs> uh, um, I shall... In the next coming hours, uh, I'm enjoying a you know, our bands are here, but I, I will go find this warden. Because I prefer the lighter, happier things in life. Jokes, stories, music, pranks, riddles. I find no joy in senseless slaughter. Although I do often heavily prank the orcs and hobgoblins. Um, in my age, I found that, not a, that a lot of fighting comes down to misunderstandings, resource allocation, and misguided upbringings. We're all more alike than different, you know? We all like to laugh, and stories can bring us all a little closer by helping us understand one another. Well, thank you for sharing your knowledge and your stories with us. That's why we're here. If you are heading through Sakambarun, of the rule, then you will be close to where I call home. There is an orc tribe there that rests near my home, which names translate roughly to Gory Mall Tribe. They've been utilized by the Hobgoblin Urshani tribe. They like to run raids on the Sucumber Trail that connects Sucumber in the small town of Ulubin. Wonderful bed and breakfast, right? You really have to go. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, um, I'll, I'll get there. And then uh, there's the Delambia route connecting Sucumber to the Tradesway uh, to the uh, to the west. Not to be confused with the Delambia road, which we're currently on. It leads west out of Sucumber, south of the High Forest. And, and then there's the Iron Road, which connects Ulovin and Wormford on the north side of the Tesseran River. All roads around the Forlorn Hills, just so you know. But I must warn you, their orc chieftain is massive, nearly twice the size of any else in his clan and wields a great hammer twice his size. He and the other Gormals are not super bright. However, the Hobgoblins are great tacticians. Wonderful. Yeah, we were warned about... Um the gory mall and the jagged scythe and the fanged moon and a whole bunch of giants and ettins that might be around there should be fun probably not a problem <laughs> I'll, I'll keep a close eye oh but before I go one last tale you want one more oh I was going to give one to you but of oh, course yes I'm okay. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. 
Okay. So, the Grandmaster of Flowers, the Grandfather of Assassins, his Holy General Priest of Tyr, and the King of Cormyr were talking. They ended up in an argument about whose followers were the toughest and the most obedient. They all decided to find the best of their best and hold a tournament to see who was most loyal. Each of the four tried and tested their followers to see who was the most powerful and most loyal to their cause. At least, at last, they were all ready to compete with their chosen champion. They met at the edge of a cliff, and at the bottom of the 50-foot drop was a lake. And at the lake were poisonous snakes, piranhas, and a dragon turtle. The only way out was to swim 200 yards across the lake to an island. The island was covered with lizard men and trolls. After passing through them, the followers would have to enter a cave. A cave that led through a red dragon's lair and would finally allow them to exit back near where they started. In looking at his royal knight, the king of Cormir proudly said, Sir Knight, for the honor and glory of the kingdom, I want you to cross that lake and return here through the cave. Looking over the scene, the knight replied, I'm sorry, my lord, but that is sure death. I cannot do it. Smiling, the priest of Tyr turned to his paladin and said, You, you are the might of Tyr, most loyal and my trustiest worthy follower. You know the task. Accomplish it and receive the blessing of our patron." And showing a sign, uh, a witness shook his head slowly and the paladin replied, I cannot do what you ask. It is impossible. And the same thing happened when the grandfather of assassins tried to send his man over the cliff. And then it finally came to the grandmaster of flowers, who turned to his follower and simply said, Do it. And without so much batting an eye, the monk dove off the cliff and into the water. In a flash, he was across the lake and into the jungles on the island. As the group waited with anticipation, they heard a distant roar, and flames came licking out of the end of the cave. And shortly thereafter, the brave young monk came running out, burned, battered, and bleeding, but alive. And the grandfather, or the grandmaster, ran over and hugged this young monk. Son, he said, truly, you are the pride of all the monastery. Ask for anything, anything at all, and it is yours. All I want, he replied, is to find out who in the nine hells pushed me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's one of my favorite stories. It's a great one. Oh. I liked it. <sighs> it is getting late. I thank you all for the time of revelry, laughter, pranks, and of course, food. It was an absolute pleasure and an honor to meet you. 
I'm glad I've got a kindred spirit out there. And you all watch as his form begins to shift back into that of the copper-masked jester. No, no. Thank you for a wonderful time, and thank you for the incredible joy that you have brought me. Especially you, Harold. I love a good bard, and you, sir, are one of the finest. And as such, I have a gift for you. For me? Yes, for bringing me such joy over the past several days. Something for you to use to tell more stories and have more pranks with. A gift pulled from my very hoard. I'd be honored. And you see he pulls a small makeup case from his pouch and hands it to you, Harold. I will take it. And with a wink from under his mask, he just fades and materializes away. Harold smiles down. It's clear the troubles that he was feeling before have washed away after being told by an, an ancient dragon that you're one of the finest bards he's ever seen. And so he just kind of just silently just staring at this kit. Like me to identify it? Yes, please. And he will hand it to her. I will cast identify. Okay. As you're looking at this makeup case, you see, unlike all other makeup cases, which have like a full kit that opens up and there's prosthetics and makeup and false lashes and things of that nature, there's a single case that has three colors, one of black, one of red, and one of a shimmering white. And this makeup case, which is simply known as the Morbid Makeup Kit, has three charges. And using this in such a way as you would a disguise kit, it magically transforms you into one of three creature types. You can turn yourself into a fae, a fiend, and an undead. There is only three charges, and once those three charges are spent, they it is forever done. One charge of each type or three no. charges in any combo? Three charges in any combo. That is it. But with each form comes some abilities. If you are a fae, you gain magical resistance and the ability to speak with beasts and plants. If you turn into a fiend, you can choose to be resistant to either cold, fire, lightning, poison, or bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. You choose one of those. And you also gain a hellish rebuke ability as if cast at second level. If you turn into an undead, you become immune to poison, and you also gain the undead fortitude attribute. And you become Venley's best friend. They, you can stay in this this disguise for one hour before the makeup dissolves and wears away. 
and you return back to your, your, yourself. Uh, you can only turn into something that is of your height. It cannot change your height right. or anything like that or your size. And, and in terms of like, it's it, it, it'll trick like, I'm assuming it'll trick things like detection spells. Yes, 100%. But but you will detect as that creature. But I won't have the weaknesses of those creatures, I'm assuming. No. Awesome. Wow. You'll have everything you that is you except for you just you get those bonuses that go along with it. Does oh that, my god, so many ideas. Yeah, does that include just That's to be nice. clear if you if he's undead can I heal him or? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't turn him into that. It is much like the Nistel's magic aura can fool. Okay. It, the magic of this case can fool divination spells. Okay, okay. Does it visually transform him into the creature as well? Of course. That's why you use the makeup kit. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I can make Deadwood Edward. <laughs> and as you all settle down for the evening you all can hit that long rest button Yay! and I believe that is a great place to take our, our break Welcome to Rock Punch where the gags are aplenty and the shenanigans never stop Come join the gang on a high-flying adventure around Atlanta, Georgia Wait, 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 wait. who picked this 40s theme? What does this have to do with- Watch the crew as they fumble through the workplace. That was just a little payback for the last year of the emotional turmoil that you've all put me through. Complain about movies? That's the worst movie of this year so far, hands down. Oh, what yeah. What's coming Without close? a doubt. What's coming? Stream on Twitch. You die. Stop it, okay? I see my best. Voice. And so much more. Boredom a part of your day? Well, not anymore. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a ragtag group of misfits who couldn't hold down any other job than this one? It is. So tune in at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl or watch their videos released every Wednesday on YouTube. Whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I, I don't think- Great! I'm not- Excellent. With entertainment for geeks and gamers, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a jitterbug break and save your money at the soda shop and tune in to Rock Punch. It's your favorite cinnamon bun of joy, Seisha. That happened. And then, so yeah, then this happened. Hey everybody, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I totally pulled a Goblin Katie and was totally muted. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is it pulling a Goblin Katie? If you know why. You know why. You know why. And this has been established. And don't act surprised anymore. <laughs> Put my foot down. Uh, <laughs> okay, Mom. All right. So along the road to Succumber, uh, the party pulled a couple of pranks on each other. As uh, Orkiro <laughs> was instructed to, in order to uh, grant audience with the jester of Jolkun. And as the night came, uh, they found an area to make camp uh, where they found an old abandoned uh, wagon and also found a scroll case with some uh, new scrolls in it. But uh, they sat down and 
had a fun conversation and lively evening with an ancient copper dragon named Gafarin. The... Gafar, yeah, yeah, I saw yep. that, Gafar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but <laughs> Orkira sends him towards the warden as the warden is looking for friends that can help her keep control over the uh, the forest as it is ravished by portals from other planes. And as he leaves out into the night, night fully takes over the area that you are nestled in after you finish a seven-course meal provided by Seisha. What are you all doing? Um, and uh, the uh, dragon gifts Harold a makeup kit, oh, yeah. um, which if uh, you go into your equipment, you should be able to equip it. It is called Morbid Makeup. And now that the day is over and the drag is gone, Orkira looks visibly, visibly more relaxed. Like, just... <sighs> okay, I was nervous about that all day. Okay. Um. So, before we go to bed, anyone have any questions for the Phoenix they want to ask? Um... I actually have a, a question. I have one tonight. as well, if no one else does. I actually have one too. Oh, oh that's three right there. That's there perfect. All right. Um, uh, we'll, we'll do it in that order. Vinley, what, 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 what was yours? Um, um, okay. Uh, my question is, did Amiria Galanoda truly earn her spot on the Royal Council. Uh, what was that first name again? I got, I caught the Galanodel, but. Amiria. Okay. Spot on the council. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, V, what, what was your question? I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it, but basically I want to know if there's a current Vedarok Khan. Well, I, we could just ask that. Is there a current Vedarok Khan and get a yes or no? I'm a little worried it's going to say it's me just because I have this necklace. So can mm. we say that isn't me? Is there a current Vedarok Khan excluding myself? Yes. That question. Is there a current Vedarak Khan excluding V Vedarak? Okay, I can I can do that. Uh, and then Voss? Does Elorthak Gathala have an army guarding the Star Mountains? Yeah, that'd be that'd be good to know. Okay, all right. Um, do you want to put up the tiny hut and we'll do this? Yes. Um. I don't know if smoke permeates through the barrier. If you were making fire, like a campfire, I don't think it's wise to put oh. it over. No, no, I don't need the whole campfire. No, no, I just, well, a little, I don't even really need the fire. It's just, it's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll put up the hut. And she'll start doing the weird blood tracing a circle. <laughs> in the ground, turning it to mud, and then it shoots up. All right, everybody inside, and I will sit, and since it is the end of the day, I won't 
uh, cast commune as a ritual. I'll just cast it. She'll pull out her book. She'll sit kind of in the center of the hut with everybody around her and light up her hand with fire and cast a spell. Try to contact her god, which will make her feel even more comfy after a day of pranks and dragons. And uh, you're asking the Vinley question first? Hi, yeah. Today has been a day. I am not good at pranks. I'm really not good at them at all. Yeah, I, I'll tell you about it later. Um, learn something new about myself, yes. But I've got three questions. Um, did Amira Galanodel earn her spot on the council? You watch as the flame in Orkira's hand, staring at it, waiting to see which direction it goes as it begins to glow brighter and brighter and brighter. As that is a confirmed yes. And Orkira's just going to kind of forge on ahead. She's learned that sometimes these questions and the answers are... Uh, complicated and cause complicated emotions so normally she'd like look to Venli or try to get some kind of read but she kind of very intentionally okay thanks uh next is there a current Vedarok con excluding the Vedarok and the flame in your hand kind of dances a little bit almost like the flame itself is searching for something until it dwindles down to just a few couple embers in your hand. It is a no. And finally, um, is does Elarthek Cathala have an army guarding the Star Mounts mountains? And you watch as the flame begins to grow brighter and brighter and then dies down, but then flickers brighter and then flickers down as you get an unclear answer. Interesting. How can that be unclear? Maybe it's not his army. Maybe. Or maybe he's got people guarding the mountains, but it <clears throat> wouldn't be considered an army. Right, that would be my guess. Whatever is in there is precious to him. He wouldn't keep it unguarded. Right, it's Catholic steel. And... Mm other things maybe it only can go ahead maybe they don't think of it as an army or maybe it's employees or Whatever maybe they... there's other ways they've got it protected besides people something's there aside from the amber king at least we know that we'll have to keep our eyes open um, would you mind orkira Oh, yeah, yeah. Always. I'm always ready. Let's do this. And she'll scooch on over if she's not already next to you. I'd say she'll kind of snuggle into her. Ready? <sighs> Stone of Galore. What were the Amber King and his followers known for? And you hear the voice of the stone reach into your mind again. And as these images and the full history that you're asking for races through your mind. You take 12 psychic damage. 
That's a bad one. Where the Netherese were great wizards capable of unimaginable manipulation and control of the weave, the Imaskari similarly were unparalleled in their science that mirrored the most powerful of magics. They worshipped no god and were the first to create objects with the power of extradimensional space. They lived in the paradise city of Solon and controlled bronze Bukhara spires, two-way portals which allowed rapid transportation of legions of people, thus becoming the foundation of Imaskar's military might. In their pursuit of power and knowledge, they learned the secrets of the Great Wheel and its planes, and also those that laid beyond. They used their knowledge to create new races on Toril, enslave others from different times and planes across the multiverse, and even gifted unspeakable knowledge from those that dwell among the stars. Zerguth, born in the living black city of towers deep within the minds of creation and thought buried in the far reaches of the feasting vast emptiness beyond the realms was reached out and called upon by the great artificer minds of the Imaskari. Although its worshipers, it granted gifts of inspiration and creation and became their muse, teaching them th through dreams of how to make dark inventions, eventually creating a staff that acted as a tuning fork to the living black city of towers, unleashing the feasting vast to consume them through madness and hubris, creating the Kaorti and spread through the Eastlands. Wow, okay. Um, one, of, one of the things it mentioned was interdimensional, they, they were the first ones to discover extraplanar travel. And they would march armies through portals. Um, I asked about the Amber King, what he and his followers were known for. Great scientific and magical discoveries. Magic, or science that rivals magic. And then... Okay. Um... These are people we're going to be running into in the future. Potentially. Depends if his followers are still around. Uh, somebody can make a history check on the Emiskari. Uh, I guess I could try. I have. Oh, I got a 26. I got a 12. I'm a little messed up. Okay, with a 26, you know that the Emiskari are 10,000 years old. The Netherese are like 800-ish years old. The Emiskari, through their prowess in pulling people supposedly 
out of time and space created the Mulan, who then became the Mulharandi, which is the equivalent to uh, modern-day Egypt. The Emiskari are thought to be completely eradicated and missing. I relay that information to my friends as soon as I remember it. So, wait. They're supposed to be gone. Right. Thought to be missing. Why is it the things that are thought to be missing are almost never missing and we find them? (laughs) Well, that's good news for me. Why is that? I guess. The Betarocks are missing and we have a knack for finding things that are missing. Right. But... All of these, I mean, this is the first definite no I've really gotten from Rokira. The fact that there's no con. It could just mean that the tribe of Vetarok has been disbanded. And so there is no true leader, such as a con, but there could be someone that looks up to others. They could be waiting for the symbol of the con to return. She touches her chest where V's necklace sits. Mm. V, what was it that your grandmother said after we um, had that big fight with the with the warden? She told me to find the con, I believe. Oh, that reminds me. Um, Sasha pulls, reaches into her bag and kind of fumbles around for a minute and pulls out a sheaf of papers. But if there isn't a con, what, what is this? Um. This is the story about your ancestors that Lo told you on your name day. Oh. I thought you might like a written copy of it, so. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I have a hard time remembering all the stories in detail as it is. This will help a lot. V, this actually kind of makes sense. If she told you to go find the con and there isn't one, maybe you're being tasked with literally finding who the next ruler of your tribe is but that's how how am i supposed to do that i don't even know where they are well i guess we're gonna have to just keep looking Uh, man now at this point i should have asked if better ox are still on star mount hey we got there's plenty more nights ahead (sighs) i know i just i guess i gotta find them and then see who among them all is the best suited (laughs) I guess so. Vinley, you've got a very shocked look on your face. Are you okay? You okay, Vinley? This is a Rhea look. Oh, it's a Rhea look. I see, I see. Because I think I just put something together and I don't want to say it out loud. Okay. (laughs) Okay, then I retract that. Oh, wait a minute. What? When when Lo mentioned finding the con, she looked right at you, Vinley. Definitely not what I think she was going for. Um... I can potentially help. Well, like like V's not V. I'm V. Like Venley is the uh, like con of her people or our group. Or I think she asked Venley to find the con, and you 
are the one it's going to be found in. Found in? I think you are the con. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. How am I supposed to lead a whole group of people? I don't even know. Uh, you start by getting to know them. Yeah. I know, but like... I... That's a lot. We can. I By the think, time I get there, I'm just. A, I mean, I'm. Yes, I'm related to them, but I'm a stranger. I haven't even been part of their culture. But you're charismatic. I mean, yeah, I am. But that's not the point. The point is that even my obviously natural dripping charisma has not always persuaded everybody we've come across. Do you want to be the con? I don't know. I think right now we shouldn't focus on that sort of thing. I think right now the biggest focus should be finding people, getting information, seeing if there's anybody still out there, which I think there is. I mean, obviously I would love to find them, but I don't know if I want, I I mean, to find them and then be like, all right, everyone, now I'm your leader. It just feels really weird. I agree with Harold that we need to find more information. Also remember, none of this is prophecy. This is... Your grandmother saying something that she wants or believes. This is the Phoenix telling you about what is true right in this very moment. None of this is. I don't even know how they still... appoint a con. Like, is it blood or is well, there like games or something? Like, I remember wins uh, gets it. I remember Love saying something about a Varix, and I'm not sure what that is, but that could be a good jump off. Varix is um that's how you you get your it's it's like a i believe it's like a series of trials oh to find the con no to get like your your little nickname oh you know um like if i was be too cool for school Betterock or something. Oh, it's a title. They yeah. bestow upon you a title. After. And, and they spell it like a two, like the actual number. Like or the actual cool number. Too cool for school spelled wrong to yeah, ensure that I am in fact cool backwards. and everyone notices that. Yeah. The epithet that I hate that word. <laughs> You've been using it a lot. We've all been using it a lot tonight. You know, you're you're uh <laughs> extra middle name <laughs> do, do you currently have a, another middle name no uh it's not like part like, of our I tradition like, to have one because it's intended that you eventually get your epithet okay yeah you become like the right. butcher or whatever she never yeah, it would make it a little wordy if I was like the Emiliana Maria, too cool for school, better rock. Listen, I got a friend who's got more titles in her name than can be pronounced in under a minute. So, I mean, I'm just kind of used to it. Whatever your name is, is what your name is. And people add to it all the time. That's true. I guess we're just used to just the one. Well, um, I, I think we should start with the getting our finding uh, your watch you know well, that i mean and for then t- doing a watch <laughs> yeah tonight we should start figuring out who's doing which watch and then do the I'll, watch start watching things i'll take final watch so i can get breakfast going um, i will go ahead and sleep 
and I'll take final watch with Seisha. Um, I'll I'll take first watch then. I'm still a little uptight over the whole day, so it's gonna take me a while to settle. I'll take first watch. I'll take first watch as well. It's three people on first watch. Wait, who's the third person? You? Rakira. Oh, my mistake. I'll take second. I'll take second as well. Cool. All right. And then I guess we'll get started with our watches. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Oh, um, oh, is there one more thing you wanted to say, Shu? No, I'm just realizing that something I thought was one thing was actually created by the Amber King, and that's really... Anything pertinent? <laughs> just, um... Have you ever heard of the KRT? Right, uh, the Wild Elves. No. Have I? Asking DMs? We talked about it a Did while we? ago. Yes, the... That name has been said. Okay. The Kaorti. Um, I remembered it. <laughs> they were created by the Amber King. Right. Yeah. I can. It, it's it's not Wild Elves. I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah, and, I know it wasn't the Wild that. Elves. Okay. I think it was okay. after I killed the Goblin and rolled on the the weird whisper thing. Because you have keen mind. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> when you ask the question, what is the Amber King? One of the things that, uh, the stone told you is mm -hmm. an entity that birthed unknown horrors that plagued the Emiskari, mm -hmm. twisted their minds and bodies to become encased in milky amber resin as entities known as Kaorti. Beautiful refresher for everyone. Yeah. Thank you. I just... I mean, I'd seen the word written before, and to find out that it's something that was twisted around, and... It's like something out of your nightmares being brought to your face. So I'm gonna what? go to bed! It seems like a lot of that going around these days. Alright, off to watch. <laughs> Loving going outside after that. Um, if I remember correctly, we'd place the tiny hut kind of on the ground and there was a little pillar above it mm -hmm. that we were, we we're going to go sit on top of outside. It's a small hill, but yes. Okay. Uh, I'll head that way with Harold and go sit. And while we're on watch, she'll spend like an hour just not saying anything, waiting to see if he says anything. Well, you, you can tell he is thinking about it, but he is not saying anything. Okay. Um, she will lean into him just like a little bit, like shoulder to shoulder, but she won't pry. I just, you know, it has to be some kind of lie. There's Maybe. no way. There's no way. They suddenly decided to go clean and start an inn. Maybe. No. Do you still want to go? Yeah, I have to go. I have to see what what the what the scam is. 
And if it's not a scam, <laughs> but that, that's an impossibility. That's an impossibility. You just don't understand them. They, it, it's either a party or a scam, or it's usually both. There's no way they aren't there for something that's nearby, and they're probably uh, getting everybody to trust them so that they can do something later, and then take all the money and blow it on drugs and fun parties and do it somewhere else. Trust me, I did it plenty of times. Okay. It's just, I just can't believe there's, it just wouldn't be possible for them to be reformed good people. They aren't. Because if, they're, if they were, if they were capable, then they would have contacted you. No, it means that they could have changed earlier. It just wasn't worth it. Or something else happened. It's a scam. Something. Trust me, you'll see. We'll meet them. They'll seem great. You'll like them. They'll be very charismatic. And then somebody will be missing a bag or they'll figure out something they always do. Well, listen, I, I trust you. I've always trusted you. I will continue to trust you. And that's all that matters. Thanks. I'm glad at least I have all you guys to come with me. And that way, if they do try to steal something from me, we can at least get it back. Which is well, definitely the only thing I'm worried about. With your warning, I think they would have a very hard time taking something off of any of us while especially Seisha and I are around. I just hope we get there before the scam's up and they leave. Well, if they've been there for a couple of years now, then it would be really weird timing for them to do that, right? Like, if they've been in this town for a while and had this in for a while, and then all of a sudden left just as you were coming into town, that would be extra suspicious. So it would at least tell us something if that happened, right? I guess. We won't know until we get there. Yeah, boy, we're getting close, aren't we? Yeah, it's traveling like this. I mean, you remember, it's one of those and where it seems like it's forever. It's going to take forever to get there. And then the next thing you know, it's there and you're there and you got to deal with wherever, wherever you're trying to go. And it's kind of hard. But that's, that's why there's the group of us, right? Yeah. So one town at a time. One town at a time. And he'll smirk and he'll bump shoulders with her and you see him kind of pep up a little bit from her talk and uh, he'll kind of lean over and be like, did I tell you about the time I wore the pants to the ball? With that, <laughs> I, I was going to say, Orkira is going to lie and say, no, you should tell me about that. 
Ah, yes. Totally has. But... The first time I've ever told this story. And that's what we'll cut there. Yeah. <laughs> and first watch goes by uneventfully uh, other than the story. And that brings us to our second watch, which is Voss and V. <clears throat> You're being very hesitant. With what? Everything. Mm, yeah. Why? I'm just, I don't know. I'm worried that I still just have this looming feeling that like, I brought you all out here for nothing, <laughs> to find nothing and to discover nobody. I mean, this whole mystery of like, are the Vedarachs alive? Oh, they were all massacred. Oh, they're all just missing. Oh, but like a con doesn't exist. Oh, but like no one's heard of them except for one person who apparently exists in multiple dimensions. I just, I don't know. And then of course the looming feeling of like, what are we gonna find when we get to the mines? Like what sort of half alive version of Osvaldo are we gonna find? Like, I I've seen this before. What do you mean? Your behavior. It was common in my previous line of work. Okay. Um, what way? Something we'd like to do to ensure people were broken is you make them question the things that they know are true. You fill them with doubt and regret and hesitancy to the point where they don't believe they can trust themselves. And then they turn to you. And I look at you sometimes and I swear I can see the shadow of your father looming over you. And I feel like he is taking great pains to instill this in you. And as we get closer and closer to confront him, I see the shade grow bigger and bigger and bigger. I almost feel like he raised you hesitant. Forgive me if I am stepping on ill memories. I'm not trying to mock you or make fun of you. Just trying to maybe bring it to your attention. I mean, it's pretty common amongst most women and nobility. Hmm. Do you know what the right of the conqueror is? I do not. It's the oldest law there is. Whatever the conqueror takes belongs to him. I don't know how he got it, but your father took the Vedarok name, and it belongs to him until you take it back from him. That's how this has to end. You think I have to challenge him? I think everything inside you, your ancestors, the might of the blood flowing inside of you, everything that leads to this point, beyond us finding if there are any living Vedarox or anything like that, this has to end with you taking your name back from him. 
because he owns it until you do. And you having the name Vedrock in reality is meaningless until you do. So for nothing else, in my mind, that's why we're out here. And that's where this has to end. I've pretty much done nothing at this point, but just sort of run away from him this entire time, kind of hoping I can find my own way that has nothing to do with him, you know? And I feel like I thought maybe I was on a track to doing that only to it being right back where I no. I was. He took something precious from you, from your grandmother, from your clan. Their history, their honor, their pride. It belongs to him. And that is why I think all of them stand behind you. Whether or not we find Vedrox out here is irrelevant. What matters now is you taking that back from him and never allowing him to shade over you again. That is why your hesitancy worries me at times. Whether or not we find Vedrox out here, I don't care in reality. What I care about is that when the time comes to confront him, and you will, it is inevitable that you stand strong with your family's name behind you and you take back what belongs to you. If you can do that, nothing else matters. Part of me was hoping I'd never have to see him again. I think you need to destroy that delusion right now. That's the hesitancy talking. That's the shade in your mind looming over your actions. You have to confront him. However that may be, maybe not kill him, but you must make him submit the name back to you. The only other Goliath I've ever met, we met back at Bumblefuck, whatever the name of that town is. I don't remember either, actually. Uh, immaterial. But in any case, that is a piece of your culture. Competitive, fiery, and blunt. They go by the rule of the conqueror. And one way or another, you must conquer Elerthak Gathala or everything we do here now is meaningless. Okay. I don't say this to scare you. I say it to bring the reality of your situation forward. And here's the interesting thing. I think you can. Despite everything else, I think if you stand with a clear mind and focus and a fire in your belly, you can stand in front of him and take your name back. But it doesn't matter if I believe it. it. Matters if you do. 
So, as we step forward, show no hesitancy, trust your instincts, and stop worrying about the future and know in your heart you will face him and you will win. There is no other option. A lot of, a lot of mixed emotions with all Tell that. Tell me you think you can do it. I do. I mean, say it then. I believe that I can defeat Alerthak Gathala. Don't say it like a noble girl from Waterdeep. Say it like a member of the Bedrock Clan. Say it like a Khan. I will defeat Alarthak Gathala. Again! I will defeat Alarthak Gathala. Louder! I, I want to wake everyone up. I, I will Who cares? Al Stop hesitating! <laughs> Say it. From the bottom of your gut to the very soul so your ancestors dead hundreds of years in the past can hear it. I can and I will defeat Alarthak Gathala. There you are. For the first time, I think I'm seeing Viomiliana Vetterock. Carry that feeling with you forward. I will. Good. And don't worry if we find anyone else. We're here to end him and to help you take your name back. That's it. Okay. Good. Thanks. I, um... I've been faced with a lot of how pretty much all I've done so far is just run away instead of facing my problems. Now's the time to turn a corner. Face forward with your chest high and your back straight, knowing that thousands of years of Goliaths stand behind you. And know at the end of the day, Elerthak Gathala stands alone. I will. I mean, I do, I do know that. Good. That's all that matters. And V, at this moment, as you're sitting atop this hill, looking out over this dark sea of night, because I don't think either of you have night vision. Nope. But it doesn't matter because you feel a wind at your back and you hear the faintest sound of drums. And we're gonna go to third watch. 
No, we're skipping Don't. to the next day. Yeah. We're not following <laughs> that shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys. Holy crap. That was amazing. That was so good. Oh, both of y'all. GG, episode's over. Go home. Bye, <laughs> <Night>, guys. <laughs> God, I love Dungeons & Dragons. Right? <laughs> uh, so... Oh. Um, before we get to third watch, I do want to say before I went to bed, before all of this beautiful RP happened, uh, Vinley casted Sending twice. Um, I, th- I like to think flavor-wise, she casted it twice quickly and then whispered the words right before going to bed. The deal was taken care of. I am fine. You needn't worry. And to dark dark blue birds she reaches her hands out of the bubble and lets them go and they start flying towards water deep uh like paper birds no it's just my flavor of casting sending this time okay okay you get a reply as i'm sure you were sending to follow and the other one and the other one Okay, who do you send to first? I think Fala's bird gets let go first. Okay. From my hand. It is good to hear your voice. Something strange is happening and I'm being forced into hiding. From my protection. Under Davil's instruction. The Doom Raiders will keep me safe. See you soon. And that's it. She waits, baffled for his reply. I'm glad to hear that Things worked out in your favor. I'm worried about something in the future, but I don't want to cause it problems for you now. Keep your eyes on those around you. She kind of readjusts her positioning for her trance to encompass the rest of her friends sitting in front of her as she is trancing. Okay. All right. And, then and now third watch. <laughs> third watch takes place. Smash Cat is over. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> so. So. Um. You've had a lot of big news lately. More than you would think. It's a long way from home to be getting news. Yeah, I'm... thankful for all of the news that we're getting because it's furthering 
our knowledge on the world around us and yada 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 uh-huh. but i'm also what do you very... really think i'm scared and i'm resentful i'm angry and i'm proud I always felt like having a sibling would be a mix of emotions like that. I don't understand it. Do you think she'd be a good queen? Depends on who crossed her, really. She has the power to do anything I want, or anything she wants. She literally can move mountains, I believe, at this point. Well, I mean, you killed a dragon. I'm also friends with a couple dragons now. Right? (laughs) But Queen of the Elves does sound a little more impressive. That's just all bureaucracy. Not in her case. I knew the answer to my question before I asked it. She... Then why did you ask? I was hoping she lied. Or hoping that she cheated to get there. So that I could hate her for it. But I knew she earned it. She's the best at what she does. Pride and resentment in one tiny package. She is rather small. (laughs) I don't know. I think... I think it will probably put your mind at ease if we can find the sun. Definitely. It's not that I don't think she deserves the throne. Because as mean as she can be, she's only mean to people who deserve it. I would disagree with that, but, you know, whatever. I appreciate that. But yeah, that's that's really it. That's all of my emotions on the subject. Are such a liar and you're so bad at it, but you insist on doing it over and over and over again. That wasn't a lie. I, I really I really, Seisha, I those are my emotions towards her. I can't describe them any other way. Okay. I hate her, but I can't. Okay, those are your emotions towards her, but you seem like you've got a lot more emotions right now. We know he is still around. And if he's still around, he could still be engaged to her. I don't want a monster on the throne, Seisha. And if it means I have to tear down my sister, I will. Couldn't we just tear him down? It almost seems harder. Because if I tear her down, it's just a sister being jealous. If I tear him down, it's an evil witch destroying the golden child. 
does he deserve to rule? No. He does and not. It's, it's not an evil witch getting revenge. It's a good witch protecting the elves. It's a good witch protecting her people. May not be the queen, but these are your people. You still have to look after them, and I think you know that. But how do you go about saving a people who don't know or don't want to be saved, Seisha? They don't know they're in danger. How do I do that to an entire population of elves? There's always multiple sides to a story. Always. There's never just the truth. There's the truth and. Perception. And to some, you will be hated and reviled and despised if you tear him down. But you'll have that truth of what he was truly to guide you. Sometimes I think some secrets are meant to be kept, Seisha. And I don't know how to reveal this one is what I'm trying to say. And we don't have to talk about this anymore. I'm... Hey, hey. I'm not going to force you to tell me something, but don't run from me, okay? Of course. Unless you have black eyes, and then my only choice is to run. Yeah, that's, that's probably the safe bet. I'm serious, though. You don't ever have to tell me anything, but don't abandon me. I would never abandon you. I wouldn't abandon you either. I know, I, I heard your voice. One of the loudest voices when I was with Kellenvor. You are a remarkable woman, Fenley Galanodo. I am a seeker of truths, and this is one I know without a shadow of a doubt. You are remarkable, and you say your sister can move mountains, but I've seen you move mountain ranges. Thank you, Sasha. Um, I love you. I love you too. And she uh, collapses into Sasha's arms and Seisha, hugs her. Sasha just holds her and keeps watch. I'll say about that time is when the faintest glow of light reaches over the horizon. Oh, I should probably make sure um, Cujo and Titan don't kill us when we bring them out next time. I'll be back and she'll disappear into the hole. I'll make breakfast. 
And as everyone is greeted by the warm rays of the sun upon your your exposed skin that is not uh, under covers, um, as when Vinley left the dome, the dome fell around. So the last two hours of, wa of, of your rest were done in the nice summer breeze of summer, uh, of a summer night. And I lay out a tasty spread of comfortable food, like oatmeal and a fruit tray and some little beignets. But what is tray? It's one of the fruit trays from like a grocery store. So it's that black plastic. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do not eat the beignets. What, wait, wait, wait. Beignets out of, are slightly stale. Oh, out of play question. What is a beignet? It's, oh, oh it's, um, oh, it's like it's a like little a fried dough. Yeah, imagine it's a like French... a fried dough pastry, powdered sugar on it. Yeah, yeah it's a French donut. And, yeah. uh, okay. and it's real big in New Orleans. Yeah, it's delicious. And David, if you're out there and you're watching, I, I because of you, I can't eat them anymore. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> That's a story for another That's time. That's a story for another time. I could eat. I'll take his. <laughs> Tune in at the end of the year when we do our Q&A. Ask me. <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, I'll tell you. Okay. The, the, the way this... Go ahead. I was just going to say the question at the end of the year is just a clip of that right there <laughs> with explain dot 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 <laughs> i feel like as we're enjoying this spread the way that it works for our care she gets to the beignets she eats one and then she looks at you and says oh what is this this is really good it's a beignet okay i like it it's a lot of sugar it is it'll give you a good rush for the whole day yeah, yeah, we got a whole other day of travel to go through. So, mm. oh, yeah, this try is good. this one, or okay. okay. And I use magic to make it uh, uh, the hot pepper, the Reaper pepper, tastes like a Reaper pepper. Why would you do that? Oh, that one's got a kick to it. You didn't tell me there was different stuff on the inside. That's why. <laughs> There's, there is. And now Orkira is just trying them all. Like she can figure out which one is the Reaper and which one is just puff pastry. <laughs> I hope no one else wants any because um, Orkira is having them all. And uh, while you, you are getting ready and packing up camp and eating breakfast, um, somebody roll me a d20. Uh, I roll who it hasn't last. rolled it yet? Mm. I'll roll it. I'm not going to yeah, be responsible. How about it? How about I will it? be. That's a four. Ooh, a four. a four. Remember what a low roll got us last time. Bad. That warlock. DMs have to confirm things. I think it was a seven that got us that warlock. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, if you just kept coming lich. back, that's fine with me. Yeah. I need you to roll me a d6. A d6. Oh, this is a multi-stage process. I'm excited. Oh, that's a three. Okay. A one. A um, as you are all kind of getting geared up and ready. And Seisha, you just finished getting your armor put put on um, with, with help if you so wish. And uh, those who need to armor up are, are getting everything done. All of a sudden, Seisha, a massive chitinous mandible burst out of the ground underneath you. Oh, wow. Does a 22 <laughs> hit you? 
just barely, wow. yes. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, also, you're not prepared for battle, so I don't think your shield would be currently out. Mm. Oh, I thought we had just gotten finished. No, you had just finished putting oh. on your armor. Oh, yeah, okay. but there was you, no shield. Got it, that, got it. And as you're leaning to pick up your shield, this mandible comes out of the ground. Uh, you're going to take eight slashing damage. Got it. And three acid. Oh, no. As it pierces into your thigh, <sighs> grappling you, and attempts to pull you into the ground, I need you to make me an opposed athletics check. Oh my god. Oh, I absolutely cannot get bit by this thing. <laughs> That's a seven. Ooh. Uh -oh. Ooh. And then as quickly as you are bitten and this pressure wraps around you, you feel the ground beneath you just completely give way as you are sunk down. <laughs> um. Initiative. And um, that wasn't as smooth as everyone <laughs> else sees Seisha just scream out in pain and then instantly disappear underneath the ground. Everybody roll initiative. Okay. Oh my God, so Seisha's like just an, gone. Yeah, if there was Going. an initiative, I was going to do stuff, but if there's an initiative, yeah. now I yeah. have to wait. Now you got to wait. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of us. No. Ooh, All right. Twins. Don't wanna. Look at that. No advantage. Why would I? <laughs> nice. That'll probably give me Finally, first I don't spot. want like garbage for initiative. Seisha, what'd you get? 13. Lucky Boss. 13. 26. Harold. 16. Vinley. 11. Hashtag never forget. V. 11. One. Oh, a one? A very emotional 21. Oh, 21. Nice. <laughs> and Orkira. 17. 17. Nice. Very good. Very, very good initiative, y'all. Um, this might be fast. So uh, let's go ahead and, uh, Devin, if everything is ready on your end. Uh, yeah, wanna... Bailey, if we can switch cameras. Oh, oh my gosh. Ooh. Oh. There's a map. That The map. It has happened. It's not. It's not. Suddenly feeling like this isn't quite the random fight I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this was very specific. <gasps> Look at that weird little cockroach boy. Or what is that? We have multiple maps for multiple random encounters. Oh. It is probably that. I have seen their map room. It's immense. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> And wow, some of impressive. some of the maps we have made, especially for this journey, have been generic, and we've mm. made pieces that we can put on top of them for this reason. That makes sense. There's a bunch of bugs on there. I don't know if I gotta wait for my turn or not, but do we? We you recognize the creature these, right? <laughs> because we came across um, that dead you one. Only, and... You only saw they're on the map right now. They shouldn't be. Um, okay. Bear with us as as. Devin is but a lonely DM yep. in front of the map. Um, but a measly two hands instead of a four. A measly two hands instead of four. Uh, but uh, yes, it is It is just you see uh, the these those like tilled trenches that, that uh, covered this land uh, and then right where you are standing is a like 
almost like a, if you've ever seen like an anteater hill hill that kind of goes in a little bit where Seisha once was and is was then dr pulled under. And as that happens, do I have my sword with me? You have your sword and your shield. You just, oh. as you were picking up your shield, it hit you. Got so, it. So, yeah. So it was just, you slammed into you and then pulled you, like, pulled you down. Oh. Um, Voss, you are up first as you see Seisha go under. Okay. Uh, how close am I to the hole? Uh, you're right next to it. Oh, as man. It, it came up in your uh, camp. Look down the hole. How deep is she? Um, uh, you look down and you don't see anything. It, it the, the the hole like caved in on itself. So it. You oh, just see so it. there's there's nothing even there for me to get to. It's collapsed Correct. in on itself. Yep. Grand. Okay. Well, best of luck to you, Sasha. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss y'all. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna Secondary. throw whip or rope down, but I mean, you're in worm territory now. Uh, start diplomatic relationship. Worm country. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, knowing very little about these things. Um, wait, have we been told anything about these things before? Before I start metagaming? You have just seen the mandible right now. You have not okay. seen a full creature. But well, right. based on some lore that you have learned throughout the, the past, it's easy to that you can jump to conclusions if you so wish. Okay. Um, we did not camp by the cabin or that wagon, correct? No, it is a little bit further down the way. Damn. Okay. Um, what is in the area aside from just flat terrain or is it all just flat terrain? There is flat terrain. There is like the, the hills that you can see are tiered. Um, and there is the trenches of like, m you know, moved earth that you can see okay. on the map. And there's a couple of trees. I will stand uh, 20 feet away from the rest of the group, or we'll go 30, I would say. Uh, pull out the fire tooth dagger. I will hold action to strike anything that comes my way. Um, Nor northeast or south, I guess. I uh, will go south. Um, okay. And tell me if I can do this as a bonus action, can I just stomp ground, punch it, make a lot of noise as if to perhaps attract this thing to me? Absolutely. What do I roll for that? Just you just do that. Okay. Well, that's that is my turn then. The opposite okay. of a stealth check. <laughs> yeah. Yep. An unstealth check. They call that uh, a Seisha check. <laughs> there you go. Uh, v, it is your turn. All right, then. So um, I see where Seisha was pulled down. Uh -huh. I run over to that area where she was pulled down. Okay. Um, I don't know how far away that is from me, but I go that far. It, literally right next to you. <laughs> oh, it's literally nice. next to me. Sick. Yep. Okay. Um, can I do like... Like, part of me wants to stab the ground, but I don't want to stab Seisha. Can I do any sort of, like, digging perception or something to, like, see if I can see anything going on in this hole? Use your eye so, hands. 
<laughs> uh, you can. I will uh, remind. Just again, say that the hole. It's not a hole. It is more like just a crater, like an like an anteater hill that, that the ground like pulled under, and the the like loose earth fell in back in on itself. And so there's just this small crater here where Seisha was once standing. All right, and it's not like it's not like sand where you can just like go into it. No, but it is uh, freshly churned earth. So it's not as hard and impacted as everything once was. Hmm. If you would like to dig through the loose earth, you totally can. It will take your action and an athletics check. I don't know what else to do. I think that's what V would do. So yeah, I'm just gonna start digging and be like, what's going on? There you go. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> okay, go ahead and make an athletics check. <laughs> okay. Dig a hole. Dig a hole. Rage digging. Uh, oh, come on. It's a 13. Can you rage dig? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you start makes moving. makes me so angry. You start moving earth and gravel uh, or just in, in soil as you're just digging, trying to find something. Uh, and you move a, a little bit up, but it's, it's falling kind of faster. But as you get, you can see just the tip of a gauntleted finger. Grab it. Ooh. I uh, grab it. But my action's done, so. You're, yeah, your action's done, so. So you, you can see like like the, the just the tips of fingers. Okay, I, I yell about how I see fingers. Okay. Uh, is that uh, your turn, your action, everything? Yeah, I'm action, like, I see like, it, okay, someone help. Uh, or Kira. Okay. I saw one of these dead creatures and we made camp while we were heading towards Daggerford and we were worried about all of the, the furrows of these big bug creatures that would grab people and drag them under and they did acid damage. So, or, or Kira's gonna go on the assumption this is the same kind of creature and gonna call out, there might be more than one of them coming and I'm gonna scramble on over to where, um, <laughs> to where the little hand is poking out, thanks to V. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is, oh, all right, I'm gonna do something weird. Um, I can, I, I can see the hand, so I know that that's Seisha. Uh, I'm gonna cast Banishment on Seisha. What? Okay. I'm going to try right. to get her out of the grip uh, of this thing. This is a creative use of banishment. Yeah. yeah. This is um, a great use of banishment. Seisha, you don't know that this is happening, so what is the save? It's a charisma saving throw DC 19. She can choose to fail when oh. she feels it happening, but it's kind of up to her. I will say you feel magic happening to you. I will say at least that. Your save DC is high. I, yeah. She took uh, a blessing. When we got that boon, uh, I might have mm. pumped that up. <laughs> I gotcha. Mm. Do I have a sense of which direction the magic is coming from? Up. Okay, then I will accept the magic. All right. Okay. Um, up magic is good. So up magic good, down magic bad. 
Okay, so the bad news is uh, you get banished to a harmless demi demiplane and you're incapacitated for a moment. Um, when you come back, you won't be incapacitated. So yeah, the, the hand goes and disappears and I point down the hole and I say, I, I got her out of there for a moment, but I'm gonna have to bring her back. Uh, we're gonna wanna start digging. It's gonna come back, it's gonna come back. And I'm gonna fly up like 10 feet. Okay, all right. So that if it grabs me, or tries to grab me, I won't be there anymore. Got it. Um, uh, while I'm setting this up, what does your demiplane look like? She is a friendly creature. Um, and... Oh, jeez. Oh, Seisha, I'm so sorry. My... I send you to the happy place because you're a friendly creature. Oh, God, it's all fire. It's not all fire, but um, it resembles the plane of fire. It resembles Orkira's happy place mental version of the pl so it's this large um obsidian covered plane with rivers of lava it's it's not like smoky or anything it's very to her pleasant uh and yeah off in the distance there would be just all of the amazing horrific fiery things you would think about are just off in the distance and there's a, a wonderful cheery red glow everywhere and it's all warm and cozy i'm dead am i in the third house <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Sorry, Sasha. You went to my happy place. You, you thought the up magic was good. You, yep. you should you, see you my unhappy place. Um, <laughs> all right. uh, and that's so, it. I'm concentrating right. on keeping her banished. <laughs> Harold, it's Harold. your turn. Um, I can't see the thing that was holding on to Sasha. I can Correct. only write. So I'm going to cast the cast do the casting the cast I will do a minor illusion okay to make a drumming noise uh, near where Voss is trying to make noise so that I can help him out uh, and then I want to move in such a fashion so that if something were to pop up next to Voss I could help him uh, at a range, <laughs> not close. Uh, Noted. That, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, look, right. I, look, I won't be any good to you uh, up close. And then I will also cast. Looking over some of the stuff I have here that it might be. You are thirty feet away now. Perfect. Uh, I will cast. Hmm. I apologize. I'm just seeing. I saw that it, it's using acid, right? Uh, you have not seen it use acid yet. But, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, don't think you were, I don't think you were one of the ones that saw the, the corpse. You're right. Yeah. I will instead then... <laughs> I'm trying to I, I, I don't have any buffing stuff anymore like I used to I can't hex it because I can't see it yeah, yeah I'll just hold on to my uh, hold on my action to, to hit it with something I'll Eldritch Blast it if it comes out of hiding Okay. I guess I already used my action didn't I 
uh, you to did cast your minor action illusion. to cast minor illusion. Yeah, then we're good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Copy that. Actually, that I'll bu- you know, bonus action. I'll I'll give Bardic Inspiration to Voss and be like, okay, I got your back. When that thing comes out, we're gonna hit it hard. That's a good idea. And uh, that'll give him some Bardic Inspiration. Now I'm done. I gave you a nod of thanks, because I may need it shortly. Uh, all right, that brings us to Seisha. You are on another plane. <laughs> Sorry. Roll to uh, panic. She's going to take time to heal herself. I guess. Uh, so unfortunately, you're considered oh, incapacitated right now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to lay there like a plank. <laughs> all right you are planked uh all right that brings <laughs> us to vinley hello i have two questions first is this within an hour of us all waking up or no meaning uh, do you have new my spells? familiars out oh uh if yeah. you yeah, if you casted them as soon as you are waking everybody else up, yeah, yeah, 100%. Perfect. I'm sending to Sar to give the help action to Voss. Phelan will be assisting okay. me. Um, we, we love your, your names, but we have yet, we, we can't quite remember, so just oh, frog, frog, frog Sar, we know, we know Savar, but. Yeah, to Sar is Flaming Skull. Phelan, Undead Frog. Got it. And then Savard will be staying with I, me. I tell myself I'm going to memorize it every time, and every time you say it, I'm like, wait, which one was that again? Yeah. Are you sending uh, the frog not, or the skull? Not, not, oh. oh the skull is coming to help you. Oh, God. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, not to be Is a the frog the fan favorite? But have you uh, spent the time to recreate, uh, the, the time and components to recreate Savard? I have not. So Savard will come as the three, but won't stay around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he has not been helping Orkira in perception checks at all either. Yep. For that reason. is because I don't have a brass brazier. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and my second question, well, remind Mr. Me where, uh, remind me where uh, Phelan and Savard go? Phelan is with V, giving her the help action on her attacks, and then Savard is going to be uh, 10 feet above my head. Okay, so just hovering yeah, near. Yeah, just above me. Perfect, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, my second question is, can I, uh, this thing came out of the ground. I don't want it to know where I am. I'm gonna try and walk lightly up that little edge of the map right there, if that's traversable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm. Is, would that be an action to try and move It stealthily? would be an action to take the, the hide action. Perfect. I I will take that action. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. I have to do it at disadvantage. <laughs> Eight. <Yep. laughs> All right. Uh, you slowly start, and you, you start to step on the mounds uh, of built-up hills, and as you do, you step, and, and part of the rock that is kind of jutting out crumbles, and oh. kind of stump, you stumble a bit and scurry up there. Oh, 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 oh. Shit. All right. You're going to send uh, it to you. 
even though I'm screaming at it. And just so you know, when you are stealthily moving, your speed is halved. Yes. I just want to get further, a little bit further away from the melee people. Yep. <laughs> uh, and with that, you watch I... as the one that Seisha had taken Seisha bursts out of the ground 10 feet further away from where it was. Oh, come on. <laughs> and you watch as this massive insectoid-like creature with large mandibles and raptorial claws coming from the multitude of legs on its chitinous body as, as it rears up and is towering over you, Vinley. You watch as the sec a, a second one bursts out of the ground right sure. behind you, Voss. Yep, I saved action goes off immediately. It does indeed. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, just so you know, the, the first yeah. one popped about halfway up the hill and then actually moved further up the hill with the rest of its movement. Does a 16 hit this? A 16 does hit. Wow, okay. Glad for that. Okay. Uh, average. Uh, 34 points of damage. Average. Unless you need, my hit points. Do you need fire damage separately? Uh, I do not. I 34, then. All as one. Sweet. Uh, as you just, as it does, you drive the uh, the the fire tooth dagger into its hide. It immediately breaks into it. You see this just like gooping ooze of just mucusy like blood and entrail like you know bug juice, if you will. Uh, as you stab like into it, does a twenty-two hit you, Voss? Oh yes, it does. You want to roll that damage? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, uh, Voss, okay. did you roll with advantage? I did not. See if you crit, because uh, you had Cesar's. Certainly. I do not. But oh. thank you. Good heads up. Um, so uh, it it's biting, Devin. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna you're gonna take uh, eight, uh, 11 slashing damage okay. and two acid damage. I'll uncanny dodge the 11 down to five. So seven. I'll uh, all right. Um, and then uh, the other one is going to make its attacks. Uh, uh, or actually the other one you're going to watch is as it comes up and kind of move, you watch as it opens its mouth and you see that there is this like gland with this tiny yeah. little like mucusy gland and you watch as it just sprays this 30 foot line of acid um i cast counter to... nature <laughs> also known as fuck that fuck uh, i was going to go for uh orkira and v in that line 
Yep, and it will just Ew. miss Phelan as Phelan is 35 feet away. Yes. Um, That's a so tall I need line if it's getting me too. Dexterity saving throw. You're only 10 feet off the ground, so it. That's it, true. Yep. We can uh, arc and, it. <laughs> and it is also elevated now, so it's yep. about 10 feet up with you, and so. Uh, gets a straight line with you and V. Voss, uh, just so you know, you are currently grappled. Do I have to make an opposed athletics check? No, you can. So on your turn, if this creature hits gotcha. you, you are grappled. Automatic. Gotcha. 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 Uh, uh, what'd you get, Orkira? 14. Okay. And um, V, what'd you get on your dexterity saving throw? Well, okay, wait. Did I get advantage on it? You, you do, do you see, see it, it coming. coming. Okay, hold on. Let me roll again. Oh, never mind. Okay, 15. Um, okay, you both pass as you see it open its mouth and this stream of acid. You watch as the grass and everything just kind of dissolve and melt away uh, as you are going to take uh, half of 13, six acid damage. Okay. All right, and then I need to do a save. Although... Constitution saving throw. Is it a okay? So it's DC plus, is going to be ten. Yeah, but it's so it's a. I always get this wrong. It's a D twenty plus. Okay. The, so I, concentration ironic, is make make a con save. Ironically, I fail, which is oh. the the ironic thing being that the trigger of my uh, dropping the banishment was going to be seeing these creatures anyway. So I think what happens is Orkira manages to hold on to it just long enough for the acid to go by so that Seisha doesn't get hit, but then uh, concentration drops on banishment and Seisha is back. Yep. And Seisha, you are back. <gasps> now- in, in the ground. She appears in the nearest unoccupied space. So my question is when she disappeared, if the dirt, <laughs> well, if the dirt collapsed in on that hole, then wouldn't she appear above the ground? I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that she would appear prone in the crater. Okay, but above the dirt. But above the dirt, yeah. Okay, okay so oh. right where I am. It's like right next to you. Yep. Okay. Hi. Hey! Ah! Oh my god, hi! Welcome back! Are you okay? Oh my Kill god! Kill something! <laughs> uh, boss, it, it is your turn. I am in the jaws of this creature. Yes, you, you are. are in the jaws yeah, of this creature. It's it's in the jaws of me. I will attack oh. it. <laughs> All right. I will bite this creature now. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a nineteen. Uh, nineteen will hit. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. And are you going to? Uh, do you have your second weapon drawn, or do you just will the one? Right um, now? could I use the bonus action to escape the grapple? You cannot. It is an action to escape. Okay. Um, I would say I would have the whip drawn because I usually do. Okay. That is 24 points of damage. Jesus. Okay. If you want to attack with the whip as well, you can. Uh, question. Um, is anyone close to me within 10 feet? Uh, no, nobody isn't. Is I will attack the creature for a D4, mighty D4 of damage. I'll probably miss too. 13. I don't know if this counts, but Tassar is giving the help action. Huh? I don't Would know. I get if advantage on both as... those. It would only be the one. It can, it can't help on both attacks. 
but I just I would rather attack. right. I will take the help action on the first attack just to see if I crit because it's piss damage. Yep. Ah, it's close. No. Um, nope. right, you you watch as um, you actually bring the blade down and slam it into the face, uh, kind of jamming it down into this like crack and break of the chitinous hide. And as it slams down, there's this searing and it just lets off this just shrill. Um, and as it begins to like stagger and fall, you're about to be collapsed underneath it before you wrap the whip around the mandible holding you and pull and almost like a a rape a rope kind of saw you pull top tight and cut the mandible free nice. thus freeing yourself as it collapses dead at your feet awesome that's me um all right uh v it is your turn okay so um trying to look at this so they are there's one on the hill there's one on the hill okay i'm gonna go to that one okay cool so and v uh takes off i'm gonna rage and charge it excellent Connor. so as you as you rage you watch as your ancestors pour out of you three of the better rocks chanting and just roaring with you as you take charge on it and, and uh I'm gonna attack recklessly because I have yet to see it cause big damage. So, okay. Let's see. We roll seventeen to hit. Seventeen will hit. Okay. Oh, hmm? whoa! I left the page for some reason. What just happened? Sorry. Thank okay. you, Beyond. Please. <laughs> I'm in the middle of something. All right. That's gonna be. 15 damage for the first hit. Okay, 15 damage. All right, and go ahead and make your second attack. Okay, my second attack is going to be reckless again. And that is going to be a 21 to hit. 21 hits. And that will be 14 points of damage. Uh, all right, so both attacks hit. Okay. And as as your axe come, you come charging up. You kind of leap, stepping onto that first little plateau. And as you do, uh, you watch as one of uh, the butcher, who fights alongside you a lot, uh, and holds his hand his hand out underneath, kind of giving you this boost to to launch you into the air as you come in with two great great sword swipes with the Bahir blade uh, as you land down next to it your three ancestors taking a defensive stance next to you, kind of looking around at your allies, making sure that they are safe. Okay. Then with Yay. that, with that, you all not only hear, but feel the ground around you. Some, somewhere just this rumble that echoes through the earth like a a small earthquake. Or Kira, it's your turn. Ah, hmm. oh, crap. Um, I am going to look down at Seisha and say, hi, welcome back. And um, 
blissfully unaware of what has happened or what she thinks has happened. Um, as a bonus action, I'm going to healing word her. So uh, just at first level. Oh, I rolled like crap. You get six health back. So literally my healing word is, hi, welcome back. Uh, and then uh, for my action, I would like to hold banishment for when I see one of these creatures popping out of the ground. Okay. Is uh, that one not there? I thought it was still there. Nothing. It's still there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, with the oh, rumbling in the fresh one, I'm I'm concerned about the one that's going to come from underneath and try to grab somebody. So uh, okay. it, it, if I need to move into a more advantageous position to keep an eye on everybody's feet, I would like to do that. But otherwise, I'm holding my action to banish a, a fresh bug. If there's a third one, this is a good move, just in case. I didn't think there was, but then we heard the earth move under your feet. We heard there the sky go. tumbling down, tumbling, tumbling down. down. There you go. I'm going to send one of these bugs to the bad place. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I'm doing. I don't, it'll be more okay. confused than scared, I think. Uh, all right. Um, with Orkira's turn, that brings us to Harold. Did y'all okay. skip me? Uh, did I? No, you're no, after Harold. You're after oh, Harold. Okay. okay. I'm going to whip around and seeing that, that Voss handily killed the first one, I will hex and Eldritch Blast the other one. Okay. Uh, the purple mask of, that it's ethereal see-through slams against its chitinous face Ooh. is hexed and Eldritch Blast. 20 to hit in the first one. And 27 to hit on the second one. And both of those hit. Okay, the first one will do... Oh, where's the hex? 15. And the second one will do... 9 damage. Uh, all right. And with both hits, just uh, the dagger embeds into this hard uh, exoskeleton. You see just white pustule ooze seeping out from its wounds as it then explodes into a bunch of like moths and butterflies, but their wings are like razor blades as it just a torrent of these insects just cut across this on keg and strike uh, the bits hell yeah and it's gone yeah it is it is down nice is no more uh Seisha, it is your turn holding my or actually i'm gonna stand up <laughs> and then hold the rest of my movement and action for another one to appear you're so prepared for this third one this third one's gonna be my bitch. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right. Venley, your turn. I will turn and s with the rumblings, I'm going to hold my action to cast a. Oh, how chunky do I want this spell? Um, let's let let's do a second level magic. I'll I'll hold that. 
Okay. If something threatening appears, I will kill it. You can banish its corpse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Uh, all right. Came out of here to have a good time. I'm feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> Don't start none. Won't be none. Mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe um, it noticed the other two get slaughtered and decided to rumble away. Mm. <laughs> rumble away. Um, all right, so you watch as the earth right behind Phelan erupts as you see another of these ankegs burst out. As it does, you see that mouth open and this stream of acid just goes Ooh. right across the line there of Phelan, Seisha, Harold, and I Ooh. believe Vinley as well. Ooh. Does my banishment go off before it spit does? It spit goes first and then the readied actions goes off. Okay, that's fair. Yep. Vinley is just in. We oh. got it. And then a second one. How dare! He threw a tree on my frog. You all saw that? I saw it. Yeah. He started it. Bursts out of the ground. Really? On you the other friendly. side, and streams a line of acid. Hot. I fucking hate these things. These things are coordinated. Props. Wait a minute. Can I use my movement? Because I said I was saving my movement, too. It, the attacks go off first. Damn. And then you can move. Okay. Uh, Vinley, you and Savard are only in the second one's stream. Oh. So yes. I'll need one con save from me. Uh, two. just one, yeah, because you're you're actually just out of it from the other one, uh, just because of the diagonals. Sorry. Um. Yep, that's right. Yep. So so uh, I need uh, saving throws from Phelan, Sasha, Harold. Uh, Phelan and Harold have Seisha's bonus. Okay. And then one from Savard and Vinley. Okay. What kind Seven of throws? save is this? Uh, um, sorry, dexterity saving ooh. throw. Okay. Dex? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, that things. Okay. Let's see what I got. Okay, I did good. My poor frog is so just Plus three from Seisha? Plus three from Seisha. Holy shit! So if you got over a 13, you passed, and you will take five damage. If you got under a 13, you fail, and you will take 10 acid damage. Readied actions go off. Is that from both? The total from both? Uh, uh, that For both, yeah. So so one one group takes takes it, and I, I rolled 10, 10 damage for both of them. Gotcha. Just in various number orders. I'm really excited succeeded. about this, and I need to share it. I rolled two 19s. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. Very proud of myself. I uh, also just want to vocalize that despite my negative nature with Seisha's bonus, Phelan did, in fact, jump out of the way, but she has one hit point, so she's dead. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. But for a moment, there was, like, this graceful leap of this undead frog, and yep. then... The eye was lagging behind Looney Tunes mm -hmm. style. The the <laughs> the first one that came out will be the one that has the banishment go off on it. And I need it. Yep. To make at a... the same time. So uh, magic missiles will, and the banishment will hit at the same time. So the magic missiles will still do damage, but also the banishment may happen. 
Uh, okay. What kind of saving throw is that? Charisma Wisdom? saving throw Charisma. DC 19. Oh, right. How charismatic is this giant bug? Um, let's see. Um, Super I rolled, charismatic. I rolled a four, so that's a that's a two. <laughs> All right. Let's see how much damage uh, happens before it gets sent to the bad place. 18 points of force damage. All right. Uh, I rolled three, um, three, four, four. Nice. 15, you said? Uh, 18. 18. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You, you, it boom, boom, boom hits with all of the barrage of missiles as it just vanishes from sight. I the other it. one standing defiantly behind. I hate that. Um, one. I guess I'm going to use my action and movement to run to it. Okay. Your health just, action becomes your movement. Yeah. Just real quick, I lied. Phelan didn't die. Oh, yeah. All of my familiars disappeared because I lost concentration on flock of familiars. Uh, <laughs> got it. Copy oh. that. Oh. I rolled the con save. It was an A. I know. Disappointing. <laughs> hey, listen. I did the same thing. I just wasn't as uh, unhappy about it. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, this works out. Okay. <laughs> uh, your movement is 30, correct? Mine, yes. Yeah. Okay. You can't run quite up to it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That uh, brings us to Voss. Your turn. Okay. Um... If I move away, will the familiar follow me and still give me? Familiar's help? gone. Oh, yeah, it's it, gone. It just oh. disappeared. Yep. Well, there goes that dream. Um, there goes that bonding moment. Closest one to me uh, is sixty feet away from you. I can easily get there uh, with the movement and the bonus. Fifty-five feet away from you. Yep. Movement and bonus, and I will attack it. As okay. is my nature. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'll hit. That's a 23. 23 will hit. And... Is that damage? Yeah, it's low. 23 points of damage. All right. 20, 23 points oh, of damage to it. There. Got it. Are you attacking it again? No, oh, I had to use bonus move together. That's me. Okay. Uh, and you run up, just leaping over these mounds of, uh, un, you know, turned earth running past station jump up and just again try and go for a a single killing strike into the top of the head as the dagger sears into uh, the top of this thing you can smell the nastiness of that white ichor that is its bodily fluid seeping out being bubbled and burned by the dagger but it is still standing yep Uh, it is your turn okay so at this point, there's just the one guy left. Just the one. The other one has been banished. All right. So I'm just going to charge over to him and hit him <laughs> real hard. I'm going to poke him till he die. Yep. All right. Good plan. I approve yeah. of this plan. <laughs> it's been going really well for me so far. Mm-hmm. That's 26 to hit. Uh, six hits. Yeah. That's going to be hits. 15 points of damage. All right. And then Still standing. I swing again. And this time it's going to be 25 points to hit. Uh, 
25 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that's going to be another 15 points of damage. There you go. And this, this hardy one is still standing, but barely as you come rushing over, leaping over Vinley as you come down with the Bahir blade, impaling it into it as you bring it down and out back out of its body. And as you 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 look at it, you watch as it kind of quivers a bit, but doesn't go. And you see it, it is it's about to rear back and let out another stream of acid. Uh-uh. All of a sudden, there's this huge rumble as the entire area just begins to shake around you. And then all of a sudden, this spire of like golden amber just pierces through this onkeg and spirals up out of the ground like a great white shark taking oh. out this onkeg like white ichor from this uh, it's chitness high just bursts across all of you landing right here crushing the tree in its wake. And I need V, Vinley, Voss, and Seisha to make me, I believe, strength saving throws. Give me oh, just good. a second. Oh, good. Strength. Um, um, I'm sorry. I need a strength or dexterity saving throw. Your choice. Sweet. Strength. I heard strength. I heard, <laughs> I heard dex. It's crazy. I heard it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I'm yeah. okay. I heard I'm within 10 feet of safety. I'm going to use that bardic inspiration. Yeah, yeah I heard enjoy that. Am I near Seisha? Wow, Dustin only said one one sentence, but y'all heard a lot. So that was a <laughs> thick sentence. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Vinley and Voss are within 10 feet of Seisha. Just so you know. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, and you also have bardic inspiration if you haven't I, used that. I did use that. Thank you. Okay, Seisha, what'd you get? 12. 12, you failed. You are not immediately knocked prone as you are now pinned underneath it. Ooh. Okay, uh, I'll let you know what else happens once we, we go down the line. Vinley, what'd you get? With Seisha's help, I got an 18. 18 is just what you need. Uh, I will. You are pushed outside to the nearest square directly next to it. Ah. Voss, what did you get? Uh, 20. Close, but you also just got all, barely over it, uh, but you were able to backflip out of the way, completely missing it entirely. Nice. And V, what did you get? I also rolled a 20. And you get shoved out of it. Uh, those that pass um, uh, are... Uh, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give you... Uh, Seisha, you are going to take 14 bludgeoning... Uh, hold on. Let me make sure my... My things are right. Yeah, 14 bludgeoning damage and 12 slashing damage. Oh. You are knocked prone and considered restrained. Yes, and you are considered restrained underneath it. Everybody else takes half of that. So, V, you're going to take half of half. So, you'll take seven, three, and three. So, you'll take six. Uh, Voss, you take nothing. Take six. And Vinley, you take seven, seven and six. And six. Thirteen. Yep. And Wait, do I with take this, yes, you take six total points of damage. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wasn't sure. And with this 
massive creature. The ankegs alone were 12 feet tall. This alone sits 12 feet tall at the shoulder, 15, 20 feet long. This massive, strange looking creature. We're going to end the session there. Oh. 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 Yeah. I'm so tired of being the cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was randomly rolled for you to get chosen. Yeah, I know, I love it. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, I'm curious to find out what this thing is. Due to D&D Beyond's new save feature, I can <laughs> save this encounter with everybody's initiative and hit point total of my monsters hey. oh, that's in place. Sweet. I've also got to write down that I'm concentrating on a spell and like what was going yep. on. Yep. So make notes, make notes. V, you are raging. So okay. make that note uh, in your notes raging. that you're raging. Um, I don't have anything. <laughs> that I was restrained. Um, you are restrained and prone. Uh, don't refresh those spell slots. Luckily, we can come back to the VOD yes. and listen to this right here and we'll know exactly what everybody was. <laughs> uh, or Kira, what are you concentrating on? Uh, banishment, banishment of the other Ankeg. Got it. Yep. Yeah. It's in the bad place. It's in the icy cold place that I send all the bad creatures to. <laughs> Looks all a right. lot like the frost fell, actually. <laughs> and uh, with that, we will pick up next week um, and possibly with some uh, fun announcements uh, that we'll have coming in the line uh, next week. So be sure to tune in for that. Uh, if you've not done so already, please enter hashtag beyond hashtag Eldritch into the chat for your chance to win an Eldritch Foundry miniature. Uh, D&D Beyond Players Bundle. We will be pulling those winners any minute now. Uh, hopefully, uh, Devin and I being on opposite ends of the country wasn't too distracting uh, and things continue to move smoothly. Sorry if there was any hiccups. Really smoothly, yeah. Yeah, you guys did a great job. It is. It was definitely, uh, there were some new challenges. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, oh my God, that was a good session, you guys. It was a very oh, good man, session, amazing play. moments. Yeah. Amazing role play. Everybody all across the board role play. Uh, somebody in chat said, wow. Uh, oh man. It, it was basically commenting on the character development of mm -hmm. uh, V, uh, awesome. v and, and boss. boss. Yeah. And the, the journey of their, of their character growth mm -hmm. uh, and even relationship <laughs> together. But all right, we have winners. Uh, winners of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Hellish Brand. Ooh, that's my favorite brand. Delicious. Mm, the winner of the D&D Beyond Players Bundle is Double Goal. Oh. Do, do, I like do, to gobble Do Bail Goal. How is it spelled? D-O-B-A-E-L-G-U-L. Do, do, do Bail Goal. I instantly forgot the letters you were saying out loud. <laughs> Congratulations to our winners um, and be excellent to each other. And may you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. That's all we have time for today, but you can catch more of our adventures every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Or you can continue tuning into the podcast, which releases every Sunday on a one-week delay. Hope to see you then. Have a great one. Rock.